0: uh i do want to let you know that today's program is brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings sportsbook ufc 300 is here DraftKings sportsbook the official sports betting partner of the ufc is giving new customers a shot to turn five buckarinos into 150 dollars instantly in bonus bets with any ufc 300 bet so uh there's a lot of close fights jamal hill alex pera is a close one um one that is of interest to me: Kayla Harrison, Holly Holm, going the distance. Um, obviously, Zhang Weili is a big favorite. The biggest favorite on the card is actually Bo Nickel against Cody Brundage. That may not be a surprise to you. Uh, so, there's a lot of interesting things on this card, and the place to be for it all is DraftKings Sportsbook. So, go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code the MMA Hour. New customers can bet five bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DMAR. The crown is yours. Gambling Pronto call 100 Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.100gambler.net. In New York, call 877 8 hope and or text hope Y. that's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boothill Casino Resorts in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance, cdkng.com slash mma dot com, yes, uh, for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Obviously, it's UFC 300 week in Las Vegas. Friday, also in Las Vegas, it's the second PFL event of the season. Had a great start on Thursday. Uh, Dakota Cheva with a solid win. You had Moldovsky on there. You had a bunch of Uh, former Bellator fighters Liz Carmouche getting a win as well in her PFL debut. And so I want to let you know that the PFL is back on April 12th with the lightweights and light heavyweights throwing it down. Last week, it was the women's flyweights and the heavyweights. You've got names like Impa Kasangane, who, of course, uh, won the 2023 light heavyweight tournament. You also have Clay Collard and Bellator, former champ, one Patricky Pitbull is uh, is going to be on the card against Clay Collard. So if you're in Vegas for 300 go check them out. If you're at home, check them out over on ESPN2 and ESPN+. Uh, Plus. That is Friday, April 12th, live at 9 p.m. Eastern Time.
1: It's the Mixed Martial Arts Hour with...
2: Oh!
0: The Mixed Martial Arts Hour is back in your life on this Tuesday, October the 25th, 2022. Hello again, everyone. I feel like we just spoke. I was just here 21 hours ago, less than 21 hours ago. It's great to be here on a special Tuesday edition of the program, yes, A Choo Choo Tuesday edition of the program. We've done one Tuesday episode since we returned. That was the special Nathan Diaz episode back in July. A couple times throughout the years, we've done some Tuesday episodes when there's been a holiday on a Monday and we were just doing one show a week. We're doing a Tuesday show. We're going back to back this week. Like the great Aubrey Graham once said, you know, I'm talking about happy birthday. 36. How about that? Because tomorrow we're off to Phoenix for the highly anticipated Jake Paul Anderson Silva card Showtime pay-per-view. I'll be a part of it. And how about this? Just announced yesterday, George St. Pierre going to be there. They're bringing in all the Canadian greats. My good friend, George Russ St. Pierre, the greatest of all time. He's going to be a part of the broadcast team as well. I believe uh, in a co-host capacity, if you will. But, I mean, how about that? Myself and George St. Pierre, two Montrealers, not even Canadians, Montrealers on a Showtime pay per view. Jake Paul, Anderson Silva, it's going to be great. We've got a lot of time to talk about that. We'll talk about that on today's program. But my friends, I am psyched. I am psyched about today's show. You know, I love a good Wednesday edition. Today, this week, Tuesday is Wednesday. Wednesday is Tuesday. So we'll answer your questions. And we do that off the bat, so I'm excited about that. Let me tell you first, as always, we are brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. They are the official sports betting partner of the UFC and the MMA hour. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, and this is most important, my friends. Use code MMA Hour. Again, that's code the MMA hour for a special offer when you sign up. Again, that's code VMMA Hour only at DraftKings sportsbook. Please support them because they support us. So, why am I so excited about today's show? Well, as you know, I like to answer your questions. We'll get to that in a moment. We're still sort of basking in the glow that was UFC 280. There's actually a couple of updates that perhaps I'll get a nice little hot tag for regarding post 280 talking points, 155, 135, etc., etc. We had a great conversation Yesterday, with Aljamain Sterling, the reigning defending and still champion at 135, have some more information regarding what could be next for him. So stay tuned for that. Also, we spoke to Cheeto Vera. All of that is up on our YouTube channel. All of that is up on the podcast feeds. Cheeto was amazing. Like I said, I mean, one of the coolest human beings on the planet seems to be at peace with whatever they do. And I did confirm, by the way. That they did approach both Cheeto and Corey Sanhagen. Uh, Cheeto told us about this yesterday to fight on that November fifth card. Um, and I did, I did hear that uh, Corey felt like the public, the fans, perhaps even himself, needed a little more time for a fight of that magnitude. And as much as I want to see that fight, I don't necessarily disagree. Obviously, Cheeto gets the browning points for taking the fight, but that's a big time fight. That's a potential. Number one contender fight. Regardless, number one, number two, it's a big-time fight on, what, three weeks' notice, four weeks' notice? I don't know. Maybe even less. Unclear when exactly they offered it. But anyway, we'll talk about the 35, we'll talk about the 55. Uh, Back into the show, we'll check in with the Parlay Pals. We're getting back on track. Come hell or high water, we're getting back on track. Some tasty options this week. We're getting back on track. I feel it in my bones. We were just there. We just need one winning weekend, and then we're back. And then I think we're going on a long winning streak. So I feel like this is the weekend. We'll check in with the guys back into the show. We'll talk to Fabian Edwards. Um, Actually, I skipped one. We'll talk to Calvin Cater. So this is fun. A lot going on in the world of combat this week. MMA boxing. UFC has Calvin Cater versus Arnold Allen at the world's most famous apex. Very important fight in the 45-pound division. Um, So I'm looking forward to that. Bellator has a show in Milan Saturday afternoon, Saturday night over there, Um, and we'll get into that. Of course, we have Jake Paul versus Anderson Silva Saturday night. Lomachenko is back fighting on ESPN Saturday night as well. And the great Katie Taylor is also fighting. There is... So much going on on Saturday. You can sit on your couch for 14 straight hours and be highly entertained. There's a lot of fun stuff going on. And we're going to be talking about all of it on today's show. And we're going to be talking to some of the main figures on those cards on today's show. So Calvin Cater is going to join us at 3.30. He's one half of the headliner for the UFC card this weekend. I wish it wasn't happening at the Apex, but alas... You don't like when I talk about it anymore, so I'll try to chill out on that front. He's coming off that controversial loss to Josh Emmett. Looking forward to uh, to seeing that fight and looking forward to talking to him, despite the fact that he's a New England Patriots fan. Uh, we'll talk to Fabian Edwards, who's the younger brother of UFC welterweight champion Leon Edwards. I've never had the opportunity to speak to Fabian. I'm looking forward to talking to him. Currently ranked number two in the Bellator middleweight rankings. He's fighting in Milano this weekend against Charlie Ward, who's had a a bit of a renaissance as of late, who's on a bit of a run. Fabian Edwards coming off a massive win, arguably his biggest win ever over Leonard Machida. Now he gets Charlie Ward. Perhaps win gets him in the title picture. Johnny Eblin, the champion at 185, sounds like he's gonna fight Tokov next. But, you know, it gets him, obviously, a little closer, and this is his first fight since his big bro won the welterweight title in August in the most dramatic fashion possible. So I'm looking forward to talking to Fabian Edwards for the very first time. That will be at around uh, 310. Prior to that, we'll talk to Arnold Allen, who's one of my favorites to speak to, as you know. Always great to pick his brain. Always great to have him on, and uh, he's got a big opportunity this weekend. I'm looking forward to that fight very much. And I think the winner of that fight, especially if it's Arnold Allen, I think the winner of that fight could have a major say in the featherweight title picture. Allen's on some kind of run. What is it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven in a row, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine in a row in the UFC. It's the first time, by the way, since twenty nineteen. And prior to that, the first time since 2014 that he fights twice in a year. So this is good. This is very good. I'm very happy to see this. Big spot for Arnold Allen. We'll talk to him. And prior to that, my friends, so very excited. Katie Taylor is back on the show, the greatest female boxer of all time, the current pound-for-pound queen. She's returning to action this weekend in her first fight since the Amanda Serrano fight, you see the program right over there. She's going up against Karen Elizabeth Elizabeth Carabajal in uh, Wembley, at Wembley, Wembley Arena. Big spot for her defending all four of her lightweight titles. Uh, it's, it's obviously not the, the high-profile fight that the Serrano fight was, but you need these fights to get you to the next one, and we'll see. Serrano just won our last fight. You win this one. Maybe we're back to talking about Croke Park after this. It's always an honor to speak to. Look, I don't cover boxing full-time. I moonlight. I come here. I come there. We have the guys on. I have no problem saying one of my favorite athletes, Katie Taylor. Very excited to have her on the show She is great, and I enjoy speaking to her very much. So that will happen at 2.15. But like I said, love to answer the questions. Frank made me a bet that I couldn't get to all the questions in the first block. Let's see if I can prove him wrong. baby. He said it. And he said it rather smugly. Ladies and gentlemen.
3: I said no arrived. shot.
0: You said no For shot. Himself, Whatsoever, right? That's what wow. you said.
3: I think, uh, How many do you think I get to? prove me wrong. Oh, it's a prove me wrong.
0: It's a prove me wrong. How many do you think I get to?
3: Two in the first 30 minutes. Golly.
0: Well, there's no real controversy Ariel right now. So I feel like I could get to it. Well, let's see. Uh, Moderator Lewis, as always, very punctual. Gets the job done. You can rely on him. One of the most reliable people I've ever met, Moderator Lewis, and he has sent us the question. So let's get into it, Frankie. Here we go. James is up first. What is up, Ariel? Wow. What a fun afternoon of fights it was on Saturday. So because Bantamweight is so stacked and has an abundance of potential title challengers at the top. By the way, the reason it takes me – some of these questions are very long. They're like long soliloquies. There isn't a true clear-cut number one contender to fight Aljamain next. Dana seemed to entertain the idea of Henry Cejudo at the post-fight presser, but I really have a hard time believing that Henry truly wants to fight. Disagree. Feels to me like Henry's value of himself and the UFC's value of him are astronomically far apart. I just don't see him actually taking a fight because he believes he deserves more better. And that leads me to my question. What do you feel like is more likely to happen? Henry Cejudo fights for the bantamweight belt or Helwani gets the old invite? to the next GC and Mysterious Frank apartment watch party. Wow. He threw me a curveball there. I guess I would have to ask the boys that question. Why haven't I received?
3: I mean, you've been invited to everything. Have I? Everyone. Like, have
0: I actually been, or has it been more of a gag? I like, think hey, you're man. not
3: considering it an invitation unless you go. I think
4: you think it's a gag. <laughs> wow. We're serious with the invitation. And I can tell like, by your tone you're very serious. I can tell like, you're very
0: guys, serious. Guys. But I don't remember ever being like, yo, Frank's pulling up, 730 with the wing dip. Why don't you stop by? We'll have a good time. Like, Has that conversation ever happened? Yeah. Am I wrong? Listen, that conversation little, has happened.
4: It's a little sad, but every time on one of my couches there's an open seat
3: index You card leave it, open? On it. Reserved for AH.
0: Has that conversation happened
3: where you guys said, pull up? Yeah, one time Connor was even like, "That <laughs> just thought of the funniest joke, Ariel, and then he turns her head and you're not there again. This feels
0: like deflection. I don't know if that has actually happened, where you guys have said we're doing this, we're doing that, because you know we went to AEW, we went to P. PA- like I show up, I show up when I say I'm going to show up. Do I not? Do- Am I a guy who says he's going to show up and then backs out? No, I don't know
4: my birthday. You yeah. just have never said you're going to show up at any of the watch parties.
0: Wow. Well, again. I guess that's where we
4: we want to get one on the books. UFC Orlando,
0: December third. Yeah, I mean, it's far out.
4: December third. <laughs> okay. Uh, you bring your Shui Vasa. I'll have mine there. Uh, ties on the card. We can all wear Mickey Mouse ears. It's oh, in yeah, Orlando. Tie. That's Mickey
0: Mouse ears. <laughs> uh, Well, we'll Make talk some about dole that. Whip. I could tell you a little bit more about the uh, the bantamweight title picture as of right this moment. And please, like. Again, right this moment, no signatures, no bout agreements, this or that, and I thought it was really interesting. Aljamain talking about he needs to get his house in order, needs to you know heal up, couple bumps, couple bruises. Just went through a long training camp, but I could tell you what I am hearing. What the UFC wants, what the UFC wants right now is Aljamain Sterling versus Henry Cejudo in Perth. That's what I'm hearing. Now, does it happen? If I'm Aljam, I'm like, why am I going to Perth? Can I fight in Las Vegas? I live in Las Vegas. You're going to Las Vegas probably the next month or the month after that. Why am I going to Perth? I can tell you that's what they want. So Henry is for real. Henry is serious. Now the question is after that, if in fact they do go that route, and again, Dana doesn't bring up Henry Cejudo without Henry Cejudo being in the mix. He never does that, and I thought that that was very telling, and I wish someone would have asked him more about that, but in any event, he said it all in that moment. Henry Cejudo... Clearly is the guy, in their opinion. Now, whether they are making this fight because they think he has the best shot of being Aljo, I don't know, and it's impossible to speculate on that. But he seems to be the guy, and I have no problem with that. Like I said yesterday, if that's the case, you do Cheeto, Suga, two, big-time fight card, big-time spot, and you do Marab and Corey Sanhagen. And by the way, go one step down, do Yan and Song Yadong. There it is. There's the bantamweight division. So we'll see if it gets done. We'll see if he accepts, I think Sahudo would accept, weird spot for it, but could you imagine, by the way, Volk, Islam, Aljo, Sahudo, same card? I mean, Australia, I might have to fly over there. Australian fans getting a treat. Obey. so Dana Khabib, then Islam all confirmed it, Volks next in line. So why aren't fighters doing all they possibly can to do the job as a backup fighter? It seems something gets beneath them with Usman, Chandler, Prochaska, and Volk, it secured a title shot, they may not have got Luke may have two if he made weight. The backup fighter gains favor with the brass and at the very least are inserted in the title picture. Couldn't agree more. And can build heat with the champ. Prochaska and Vogue got post fight callouts while in attendance. Being the backup works, and for top guys struggling to get the nod, I think it's the route to take. I agree. Guys like Benil, Blades, Vera, Pantoja, even Zajudo spring to mind. Do I have a point, or am I overplaying the backup fighter's importance? Much love, your boy obey. No, 100%. Couldn't agree more. You're in the mix. You're there. You're reliable. You make the weight. You're sitting in the front row. You get called out. It's the path to take, no doubt about it. And kudos to Vogue for doing it. It's one thing for an up-and-comer to do it, it's another for the pound-for-pound best fighter on the planet to do it who's also the champion in another weight class. That's... That's unprecedented. Matmo, Bonjour, Lord Ariel. Last week, UNGC proclaimed that Mr. Rogers was an ex-military sniper who hides his tattoos. Yes, we did say that, right, guys? I don't think he yep. hides. He yeah. hid because he's no longer with us. Yeah, facts. When I heard this, I thought it to be exceptionally odd. So after a quick 30-second Google search, I found this to be completely fake news and thoroughly debunked urban what? legend. What?
3: Should we have looked before we went on the air with that?
0: I saw this on a clip. I saw a very, very reputable source talk about this online, and I figured that that was all I needed. Anyway, he goes on to say, Mr. Rogers was never in the military. What? What? No, he said he was a savage. Isn't that what he said? He was a badass. He was not a sniper. And no, he's not hiding any tats behind his cardigan. What? What's next? You're going to tell me he didn't drink on the show? He definitely drank on the show. He definitely drank on the show. This is crazy. I would like to see, can I get a footnote here? Can I get a link? Can I get a source? Who's your source? I have a source. I saw it online on YouTube. Actually, I saw it on Reddit first, but then Might have even been Bo-Shin-y-t-bo. Uh Now that we've cleared that up, thank you, but I still don't agree. My question is with Islam versus Volk as good as signed, we yet again have a situation where Benil is put on the back burner after another press of victory over someone in Mateus Gamrod, who Habib himself was tatting as the number two guy behind Islam. Considering Benil's eight fight winning streak, he did say he'd fight 10 more. What do you think he should do next? I said this on the show like 10 times yesterday were you not watching Matt Mo? I mean what's going on sit and wait for the winner of on Vogue no or does he fight Oliveira yes in Rio yes thanks for being the number one show in the game and happy Diwali yes happy Diwali to all our friends out there hope it was a great a festival of lights uh, you gotta do Oliveira versus Benil in Rio make it happen that's the fight Yay, Paz. Shalom, Ariel. Do you think the UFC's matchmaking is based more on merit or entertainment? As a more hardcore fan, I'm frustrated that Benny Darius is on an eight-fight winning streak, yet isn't even being considered for a title shot now that Volk wants one. I understand that he isn't the biggest draw. He said 10 more fights, guys. He said he wasn't going to pay. But I'm overall very concerned that the UFC leans more towards matchmaking for the layman's of the sport instead while further sacrificing the meritocracy aspect of MMA. I mean, where have you been? Thanks, a fellow large-nosed comrade Gabe. I mean, can I introduce you to Leon Edwards? Can I introduce you to Tony Ferguson? Can I introduce you to George Sotteropoulos back in the day? Can I introduce you to so many guys who went on long winning streaks and didn't get a title shot? This is what happens. Sometimes it's bad luck. Eventually you get it done. Sometimes you got to bang the drum. For a very long time. I mean, we just saw this in 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 the Leon Edwards situation. He had to bang the drum, bang the drum, bang, and eventually, you know, things work out, breaks happen, and he gets the nod. But yeah, this is this is what happens. Uh, I don't think Benil. I mean, he the Volk situation. Them going to Perth, Volk being there, Volk being the he had no shot. He had no shot in any of this. Even if he would have knocked out Mateus Gumroad in ten seconds, he had no shot. What I wish he would have done was get on the microphone and say, essentially what you're saying, this is ridiculous, I've won this, I've won that, blah, 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 blah. He said he doesn't care if he has to fight 10 more times. Now, I know, obviously, he would take the title shot, but I don't think he put any sort of pressure on them. And I think that's, that's unfortunate. You beat Charles Oliver in Rio, impossible to deny him. Finn. Interestingly enough, Finn addressed his question to Lewis, but then Lewis crossed out his name and put my name. Let's see what he says. After Jan versus Sterling 2, the narrative around him taking a fight against TJ was so he'd have a guaranteed villain to be the hero against, and he'd get some more fans on his side. Now that the fight is over, do you think this was the case? Meh, I don't know. I think they had a former champion. Again, he was there. He was at the last fight. I don't know if they really looked at it like that to be honest, and if me and if like me, you don't, what can Aljo do to become a bigger draw? I think you know anyway, let me keep reading uh I think he has really cool offensive grappling and wrestling, he's got a pretty good lineup of potential interesting defenses, and I genuinely believe he's being himself, maybe new management or more attention from the u f c What do you think Happy Tuesday from Norway. <sighs> Lewis adds, if Finn really wants my answer, I think Hiawani feeding Aljo some material would do wonders. I mean one thing that I wish he would do is stop feeding the trolls, the comments, all that. But that is who he is. Look, it's, it's very reminiscent. The last champion who I felt had this kind of relationship with the fans was Tyron Woodley where they felt he was trying too hard. They didn't respect him for some reason. It's unfortunate. Some people connect and some people don't. Um, obviously, the more he wins, the more fans he'll get. If he can get one look, he's had some bad luck too. He had the Yan, the first Jan fight didn't help him. The second Jan fight, some people thought was close. I didn't. That necessarily isn't the best thing in the world. You want a clear cut victory. And now this fight, ah, oh, TJ was injured. People don't remember all those great fights that we talked about yesterday that he had to, you know, that he had to win post Marlon Moraes knockout in order to get to this spot. So for whatever reason, he doesn't connect with the audience. Why that is, I don't know. Um, is it because they they think that he's you know like too busy arguing with them? Well, they're the ones on his page. I, I don't know what it is. It's just some people connect and some people don't. I think when Aljo came into the UFC, he was very popular. He was a fresh face coming from the um Sara Longo team. He had the cool hair, the cool look, the cool dancing, the cool chain, and I think he just needs to be himself. And 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 winning is the perfect medicine to all of this. Just keep winning. Just keep doing your job. And as long as he keeps winning and, you know, he's pumping out good content, my only advice then would be just pay attention to social – like put out the content. Just don't engage as much because nothing good comes from that. But otherwise, just keep doing you, man. He's, he's, he's beating tough guys. And the fans will come. And sometimes it's like one of those things where they appreciate you when you drop the belt more so than when you were champion. I don't know. But it's hard for me to... You see a guy like Cheeto. Cheeto's sitting there and he's just being himself. And I think fans appreciate that because they feel like he's not trying hard to sway them in one way or the other. And perhaps with Aljo, they feel like he's trying hard to sway them in one way or the other. I think he's incredibly talented. I think he can be very, very entertaining as well. I think he has a fun style. He's amazing at fighting. I mean, he is incredible. So... I don't know. You'd have to ask those people. I'm not one of those people. The only time I ever really criticized him was in the immediate aftermath of the first Yan fight. I thought what he should have done was this belt is going to sit over there, but I'm not going to wear it, address it, put a spotlight on it until I actually fight him again and earn it. And I think had he done that, that would have been huge for him. That didn't happen. So let's see. Over time, that will be forgotten about. Uh, Dom, greetings, Ariel and the gang. Huge fan from Birmingham, England. Home of Leon Rocky Edwards. Firstly, shout out to GC, Rick, and Mysterious Frank. You lot kill it. Thank you. My question is, if Arnold Allen gets a big, notable win over... Calvin Cater this weekend. Where does that leave him? And do you think the streak he's on warrants a call-out for the shot? By the way, Arnold Allen. I mean, Arnold Allen has a longer winning streak than Benil Dariush. Love the show. Thanks for all the work you guys put in. I'm an avid watcher, and the show really makes my Mondays and Wednesdays this time Tuesday. Shalom. Thank you, Dom. Appreciate that very much. Arnold wins on Saturday. He's in the mix. Now, does he leapfrog over Yair Rodriguez? Does he leapfrog over Josh Emmett? Not sure. Here's where he sits right now. He's currently six. Cater five. He's right there in the mix with Emmett Ortega-Yair. Obviously, Max is there, but his status is TBD. Right beneath him is Chan Sung Jung. I was talking to his team. Not sure what his status is. Seems like he only wants to fight Max Holloway. And I don't know, you know when Max is coming back, but I love that fight. My feeling is, with Volkanovski fighting most likely in February at 155, he wins this fight, he'll get one more, he wins that fight, maybe on the UK card, give him a big number one contender fight on the UK card, he's fighting for the belt, if that goes well, back end of next year. I think he's no more than two away, including Saturday's fight, no more than two away. So he's in a good spot. By the way, GC, remember we were talking about the pound for pound rankings yesterday? Yes. Yes. Islam <clears throat> Islam number three. Yeah, I saw that. Islam went from not being ranked to number three behind Izzy and Alex. And what did I say? If Izzy loses, they're going to build Volk versus Islam as one versus two.
4: I was going to say, you think there's any chance the UFC is cheering for... Uh,
0: no, so not they for they that. I one mean, two. one versus three is pretty damn close to one versus two. <laughs> and by the way, even if Izzy wins, I wouldn't be surprised if they bump him up anyway.
4: Sean O'Malley also number one in bantamweight.
0: Sean O'Malley went from, I think, 11 to yeah. one. Manofiro also won. Manofiro won? Over Grasso? Yeah. I guess yeah. you, you beat K. Grasso's like five. Really? Yeah. Let's see here. Yeah, Grasso five.
4: I think last night was the most uh, like excited I've ever been to see like new rankings drop. <laughs> but it's all BS. I'm actually being serious. Real. By the way, I prefer the way Bellator does it. They just rank them. They just
0: tell us who they think is in that top spot. Like, let's just do that. I'd rather know what the UFC thinks than this, you know, facade of media ranking the guys. Just let us know what you think. By the way, how is Tyler Santos not number one? She almost beat Valentina. How's that possible? Mano jumped over her.
4: I don't make the rankings, man.
0: Yeah, you don't. Wow. A lot of activity here. O'Malley jumped over Jan... Walishvili Vera, TJ, Sanhagen, Font, Dominic, Pedro. So he jumped over all those guys. And, and just goes back to my point. You beat the guy, you take their spot.
4: I think the big winner of the weekend was uh, Jalen Turner. Not fighting right now. Jumped three spots. <laughs> what about
0: Leon Edwards? He
4: moved up one spot.
0: Still behind Kamar Usman. Usman, <laughs> four. Edwards, five. How did... Okay, explain to me how Islam jumped over all those guys, including Charles, but Leon can't? It's crazy. Somehow Aljo went uh, down a spot. What's going on?
4: (laughs) Islam also number three in the MMA fighting pound-for-pound rankings, if I'm not mistaken. Oh,
0: interesting. Let's see what they've got going on over there. MMA fighting pound. Did
4: they post theirs? I believe I saw them somewhere. Oh, here it is. Yep.
0: Um... They currently have Volk Izzy, Islam. Got two first place votes, for sure. Casey was one of them. I guess Jed is the other. Okay, what a shocker! They like to stir the pot. Leon Francis Kamaru Aljo Charles Max. Okay, the MMA fighting one is 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 legit. Leon's above Kamaru. How could you not have him above? They go 20 deep. Um, Max, Whitaker, Yeri, Pitbull, Patricia Pitbull, DJ, Dustin, Figueiredo, Moreno, Glover, Corey Anderson, Hamza Chemaev, Peter Yan. Man, Yan, all the way down there, huh? Um, weird, someone voted for Casey in the pound-for-pound rankings. Just kidding. All right. Predicted it. Arnold Allen gets a big fight next. Two more, including this one. So one more after this. Uh, Logan, with the conclusion of 280, with Sterling and O'Malley winning their respective fights, how would you match up the bantamweight top 10 plus Cejudo? Well, there it is. I, I just told you. Sahudo, um, Sterling, O'Malley, Cheeto, Marab, Corey, Yan Song. You like that, GC?
4: Yeah, sounds good to me.
0: All right. No no, uh, no objections? Nope, not one. Love it. We're just rolling along here, Frank. Adriano. Are we doing? Wow. Uh, Adriano, back-to-back back of Ariel and the gang. How about that? Quick question relating to the pound-for-pound pound list. It would have been updated, hopefully, by the time the show starts. Wanted to get your thoughts where Islam has landed on that list. Also, to kind of support New York Rick in terms of the pound-for-pound resume. John Jones' resume is still the best one, so he should be considered number one, but hasn't been active, but he can't be forgotten. Yeah, I mean, we're approaching three years since his last fight, so I think if you don't have a fight within a year, if you're not booked within a year or don't fight within a year, then you got to be removed. Three years? Come on. Have fun this week, Ariel. Good luck with all the involvement you have during the the, uh, Paul Silva fight, and happy birthday to your daughter. Wow. That is big time, Adriano. Thank you very much. Yes, uh, she'll be coming with me. Maybe she'll make an appearance at the WANs. You think I should have her up there with me? Uh, let's send it over to Claire Helwani with a few words on this Paul Silva fight. Hello, guys. Um, yes, yeah, so there it is. Appreciate that. Uh, there it is. Volk, Izzy. What should we do with my daughter in uh, in Glendale, Frank? Got any tips?
3: Let's take out to the fight.
0: Let's well, day before water park no no um
3: medieval times
0: yeah medieval times i hear it's a great time so anyway we just talked about the uh, the power pound pound. i actually don't have a pro i i, I literally think it's crazy the power for power ranking should be what would happen in this fictitious world of this guy beating this guy. This guy's the same weight as this guy, and that guy's the same weight as that guy. They're all the same weight. They're all at a neutral weight. They're all at 165. Who wins? That's what the pound-for-pound ranking should be. Who wins if weight wasn't an issue, they were all equal, who's the best fighter? Who's the most skilled fighter? And so I actually don't mind Islam jumping up that high. At the very least, he's got to be above Charles at the very least. And potential has something to do with it. And resume has something to do with it. How Leon's not above Kamaru, I don't know, blows my mind. Ali. Oh, hey, Ali. Long time no speak. Ariel. People are forgetting how fast Volk is. Let's see how good Makhachev is after he gets punched in the head 10 times in the first two minutes. Please, for the Aussie fans, can you cut us a Volkanovsky promo? You don't have to ask me twice. You want to talk about arguably the most underrated champion in the history of the UFC. I'll go a step further. You want to talk about arguably the most underrated pound-for-pound best fighter in the history of the sport. That's Alex Volkanovsky. And you know why people don't like to talk about him? You know why people are sleeping on him? You know why people are calling him the underdog going into this fight even though he's never lost in the UFC and hasn't lost in something crazy like 18 fights? Because he doesn't walk around... With the bling, cutting promos, with the fancy clothes and the shades. No, he's in his backyard making wings out of techies, all right?
3: Uh, Those are talkies.
0: Talkies, techies, tomato, tomato. The point is this guy is as down to earth, as humble as it gets. But make no mistake about it. He's one of the best fighters to ever compete in the UFC, to ever lace up those gloves. And yes, I know they don't lace them up. They Velcro them up. But that, you know. That's semantics. He's incredible. And he once competed as a rugby player weighing 211 pounds. You think a 10-pound difference is going to be a problem for Alexander the Great? Have you not been paying attention to Chael Sonnen videos over the last three, four years? 211 pounds. This guy knows a thing or two about putting on size, mass, muscle. He looked great on the scale on Friday in Abu Dhabi. You think that Alex Volkanovsky is going to be a cakewalk in his home country, against the 55 champ, in his first title defense, you got another thing coming. Now, is Islam incredible? Yes. I think Islam is one of the best fighters in the world. I have no problem with him being in the top three, top five, pound for pound. But I can tell you this with great certainty. Alex Volkanovsky will be his toughest test for a while at 55. Alex Volkanovsky is not going to roll over. Alex Volkanovsky is not going to go out easy. I don't know if he'll go out. What's what's the line? under? Is it What is it? Under two and a half? Under... Take the over, all right? This guy, you you take an x-ray of his insides, he's got the dog in him. He's got multiple dogs in him, all right? It's one of those with the multiple pit bulls in him. So people are just getting, you know, a little bit crazy, a little bit hot. This is Alex the Great Volkanovsky. Never been roughed up, never been outclassed, and is only getting better with age. Fight IQ off the charts, fast as a whip. Great kicks, great punches, short, strong, stocky, built like a freaking tank, built like a fire hydrant. I'm sure Islam isn't looking past them. I suggest you don't as well. Taco Enthusiast. Hi, Ariel. I still can't wrap my mind around the seriousness of MMA's intersection with geopolitics. Oh, boy. For Hamza to appear at UFC 280 with Ramzan Kadyrov's son, especially after the horrifying video that came out earlier this week. I know Dana White likes to talk about how anybody can say anything they want at the UFC. But there has to be a limit, right? The UFC roster has fighters with diverse sexual orientations some of whom would be executed by Kadyrov's regime simply for being. I'm bothered that other UFC fighters from different countries have looked the other way and simply gone and propped up this warlord's sports propaganda by visiting his gym, taking photo ops, and making him look like somebody that hasn't violated hundreds of human rights. I know it's a sensitive issue, and I can't blame somebody for being from where they're from or having different views slash opinions. But I'm really just concerned at the UFC's lack of sensitivity on the subject and look the other way. Attitude. Thoughts. Well, Taco. Um, and I'd love to get the thoughts of the other guys as well. This is a tough one. I, I understand where you are coming from. Um, I think there is no denying that Ramzan Khadirov is a very controversial figure in the world. Uh, some might call him a dictator. As you said, uh, his, his past, very checkered, Very controversial, and I'm being very kind and choosing my words wisely. And then when you see some of the best fighters in the UFC um, just sort of, you know, hanging out, rubbing elbows with family members, Dana taking a picture with his son. I saw there was a picture of DC and his son, you know, greeting. I asked DC, by the way. I hope I'm not oversharing. I said, did you know who that was? He said he had no idea. He was just introduced to him by Hamzad. He said, hello, picture was snapped. They posted, here's DC with this guy. I believe him. How is DC going to know that? I wouldn't know that unless, you know, someone told me. Um, who knows what his son looks like unless you're like really entrenched in this world. But guys, you know, and I don't know how much you pay attention to this stuff, but Ramzan Kadyrov is, is, you know, I don't know what, exact, what his exact title is, but he's like the head of Chechnya, right? Um Let me just get this right. It's, I don't know what they exactly call him, if it's president, if it's, it's, oh, it's the head of the Chechen Republic. So I was right. You see these pictures, you see these FaceTime things, and you're like, how am I supposed to feel about this? And I don't know if, if other top athletes in the major sports here in North America are, I don't know if fans of these sports, fans of these athletes are faced with this dilemma. Now, there was the Daniel Kinahan situation in, uh, you know, in Ireland, but also he had the ties to the Fury family. He's kind of been, you know, at this point, everyone's tried to separate themselves from him because of the, you know, the um, the announcement from the Department Department of Homeland Security over the summer. And obviously that has affected the Fury family and, and other fighters as well. But I, I, I will admit, like I see, and I, I don't know how to feel. I don't know. Are we supposed to just separate those feelings, separate that, and just like appreciate these fighters for who they are? It's sort of like what I said last week. To a degree, we, you know, people want to be dismissed because of their politics or because of their viewpoints of this and that. But there has to be some line. I agree that there's a line. I just don't. I just don't know in this regard what that line is. I really don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? It's a weird thing. They're taking pictures with someone who isn't exactly a friend to the United States and isn't viewed by many as a good guy. Let's just put it like that. What are you supposed to do then? I mean, I mean, Frank, you got thoughts on this? GC? Anyone? I don't know. I think no one wants to touch it.
4: <laughs> yeah, Frank is sh- shoveling his hand towards me. <laughs>
0: I don't know what to do. I, yeah, like, I, I mean, I, It's
4: a tough subject to to talk about.
0: It's a really tough subject. I don't, I
4: don't really know how to feel about it either.
0: I mean, he's sitting there, and then there's the whole thing with, you know, Madoff and him. And and then the next day, there's the FaceTime thing, and you're like, how am I supposed to feel about this? You know, and on the one hand, the UFC says, like, hey, uh, everyone's viewpoints are, are are welcome here. We don't mix the two, but it does seem as though there has to be a line. And it does seem as though they'll draw a line when it benefits them, and I guess it doesn't benefit them to draw a line here, and especially with what's going on here. Like you, you type in Ramzan Kadyrov's name in Google right now, and there's an article here from Yahoo that was posted today, Alexei. Danilov, secretary of the National Security and Defense Council of Ukraine, has advised Ramzan Kadyrov, the Kremlin-controlled head of Chechnya, to get out of Ukraine and stand up for the independence of his homeland before the aggressor becomes interested in destroying it as well. Leave Ukraine and fight for the independence of Ichkeria before it's too late. Kadyrov has had accused the armed forces of Ukraine of attacking Russian regions and expresses dissatisfaction with Russians with Russia's weak responses. He called for Ukrainian cities to be wiped off the face of the earth. I don't know. I I, honestly, I wish, I wish people would would you know. And there's that that story from a few years ago with Frank Mir and Chris Weidman. They all visited Chechnya and they took pictures. Fabrizio Verdum. It's uncomfortable, man. It's uncomfortable and uh, it feels like it's becoming more and more prevalent in this sport. Real Sports did a great story on his influence on MMA and everything that's going on over there. They went to Chechnya, and they interviewed him. It It was fantastic journalism. I'm not just saying that because I do work with them as well, but I highly, highly suggest you check that out. I don't know. I'm not a fan of these guys. I don't root for these guys, I don't support them, but I could understand why someone would see that and be like, I don't want to root for this guy anymore. Or someone will see that and say, I want to root for this guy. I'm sure there are plenty of people. I'm sure there are people writing me right now. How dare you? I mean, like, the facts are the facts. You know, you see what you see, you read what you read, it's uncomfortable. And you wish that it wasn't so prevalent in the sport, but that's just the world that we live in. There are people that are going to come from certain parts of the world that aren't going to mesh with how we feel. The beauty of it is you can pick and choose who you want to support, you can pick and choose who you want to root for, you can pick and choose who you want to, you know, pay money to watch and that's the best that you can do. That's really it. Like if you don't if you don't want to buy a Hamza fight, don't buy it. That's really the only thing that you can do. He's not going to stop being friends with this guy or his family because of you or I or anyone else. Only thing you can do is just not watch but it's tough it's uncomfortable you wish that these two things you know you wish that sport was pure you wish that it was politics free you wish, and, and and even calling it politics is is oversimplifying it but you wish none of this came into play but unfortunately it all does it's impossible to to ignore i don't know if that was a great answer but it's it's a really really tricky question i think and, it was a good answer thank you and it's uncomfortable it really is Uh, Igor the Terrible, hello, Monsieur Nez. Coming back to the topic of fighters not being able to gamble on other fights, Cub Swanson in a Twitter reply today said, when I worked with TJ about five, six weeks before this fight, he couldn't even lift his arm. It's the truth. That being said, don't you feel like it is in fact wrong for fighters to be able to bet on other fights, even if it's not their own? P.S. How would you know which fighter does and doesn't have knowledge on fighters' health to be able to know who should be able to bet? And yes, uh, TJ – Excuse me, Cub did tweet this to MMA Junkie. Um, I guess in the last few days, I don't know. I I, I I guess it's impossible. Like I I wish that there was some sort of like fictitious fantasy fairy tale rule where it's like, all right, you cannot bet on your fight, you cannot bet on your training partners' fight, you cannot bet on teammates' fight, but if if you're Hamza Chamayev let's you want to bet on Grasso Arujo. You got no ties to these people. But then you could say, "Oh, maybe he has a friend who tra- I don't know." Well, what's your final take on this GC? Should is it is it okay to outlaw this?
4: It's what you kept saying last week though. How do you police it? What's what's stopping Cub Swanson from, you know, hanging out with a few of his friends, having some beers, and he's just like, yeah, Dillashaw is, is going to lose the fight. Like, he couldn't even keep his shoulder in place when we were training. You guys should hammer out, Joe. Like, it's, it's almost impossible to police it. It's really hard. But I don't think that Swanson should be able to <laughs> lay down money having that inside information. Like, that would be like insider tra- trading, right. betting on that fight and knowing that information.
3: I, I even Except, yes. I mean, having the the shoulder injury was not great, but it's not a for sure thing.
4: But the, if if that shoulder injury was public knowledge, there is no way the line would have been what it was. I got you. If you're a true friend, though, could you really go in bed
0: against your friend, even knowing that they're hurt? I would feel horrible about know, that. Depends how much you like money.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
3: That's yeah. A, tough on,
4: <laughs> tough on the nose today, huh? What do you mean? You're just getting some some hard questions these last These
0: few are years. tough questions. These are, hard. <laughs> these are like real dilemmas. I don't know. The, the biggest thing is how do you police it? Do you just ban all these people from using these apps? Also kind of not fair, right? Like they should be able to bet on football. How do you police any of this? Also, how do you even police it? Are we naive enough to think? Let's just say – Let's say Aaron Rodgers is super hurt. Let's say let's say uh, some guy on the Broncos knows that Russell Wilson isn't going to play. What's stopping him from calling his buddy and being like, yo, there ain't no way we're going to win this this game, put 10000 on the Jets. You know what I mean?
4: Yeah. I mean, him getting, stuff has and to getting happen. banned from the league, I guess that would be the only thing. Yeah, I guess.
0: What happened to that dude on the Lions? He got suspended for a year, right?
4: The dude on the Falcons, Calvin Ridley, oh, gets suspended Falcons? For a year.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that crazy, though, that that guy gets suspended for a year and Deshaun yeah, Watson yeah, doesn't? Yeah, this is yeah. the main thing that people bring up, right? No, I
4: mean, it's insane.
0: Yeah. Uh, Iman, Ariel, have you heard anything about why UFC signed Hezbollah and what they actually have planned for him? I mean, I think you saw it last week. The guy was everywhere. I mean, this guy worked harder than anyone. He was the hardest working man in Abu Dhabi. I saw him everywhere. He's a legit social media influencer. He is everywhere. Would they actually put on the fight with Abdul Razak? Surely not. Uh, no, of course not. If you were Connor's manager, how would you look to book his return and map out his next three fights? I personally think you need to start with a cowboy-type fight again before going to... I mean, less than a cowboy fight. Just get him a win. People just want to see Connor win. Get him anyone. Let's look at the lightweight rankings here. I mean, honestly, Connor's right now... 13, Tony Ferguson's 14. Conor versus Tony Ferguson. Massive backstory there. Bad blood galore. But now we find out he's officially out of the USADA pool. Six months, he's not coming back. What did I say? I think I said this a few months ago. I don't know if we see him until earliest international fight week. And that's before I knew about the USADA stuff. So that means... Like, if he came back today, if he re-entered the pool today, he's not eligible to come back until April of 2023. I kind of like Connor versus Tony. Connor Dan Hooker? I want him to fight at 55, and I want him to fight a low-rank guy. Just get him a W. Back on track. How do you feel, GC, about how they use Hezbollah?
4: I know you're a big fan. Yeah, I mean... Did you like it, or did you think it was... uh... Sometimes he can get repetitive, him punching people. But yeah. I'm always down. I mean, his walk in in the full uh, fighter's, like, gear into the arena was pretty great. Yeah. Uh, you know, now that I'm a card head, uh, Panini dropped, like, a, an instant Hasboula card. Uh, I think he can go on in order now. Did you think it was too much? No, I, I feel like I didn't see, like, enough where it was oversaturation.
0: I, thought, I think I saw I, by, by the end. I think Chuck Mendenhall wrote it. He said,
4: uh, "I'm hu- I'm Hasbullet out." Whole whole crew over there is has bullet out. It seems. <laughs> what do you mean? That's how you felt going into the week. Yeah, I think did. if you entered the week has out, then <laughs> there's no question you're going to be as out. You enjoy the him though. Day. Did you buy the merch? No, not yet. A Little pricey. I was thinking about getting the uh, you know the classic UFC pillow, the fighter pillow. Yeah. Yeah, sixty bucks is a little expensive. Maybe they'll have a Christmas sale. I can get one for my uh, you know my nephew.
0: I will say that he he's a lovable guy. I mean, again, I don't know what his politics are, but uh, he you know it's nice to have him around. It Seems like Habib and the guys really enjoy his presence.
4: They seem to be cool with him, man. Big cat guy. I don't know. We we differentiate right. there. A big I would love guy. to know
0: how much they pay for all of that, just to have him around. UFC is a hundred percent paying for him. Uh, no doubt. No I, doubt. I want to know what the price I mean, tag.
4: The I wonder what the contract was for this merchandising deal yeah. and everything too.
0: You know he would kill it on cameo, right? Oh
4: yeah, yeah. A Hazbula cameo. I love a Husboula cameo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think he understands English. We could get him to speak a little bit.
0: Hello, happy birthday.
4: Nah. Yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll keep the Hazbula imitations on hold for now. you know? Yeah, right. impressions. Why? Oh. You didn't like that wasn't the best.
0: Okay, sorry. Uh, Max83, hello Ariel. I know you have a pretty good relationship with DC, but I was curious about your opinion on him doing the commentary on cards where training partners slash friends of him are fighting. This is a crazy thing that I see pop up. He's fine. Chill out. Uh, Paul Felder was calling the Brady-Balal fight. Did you want him to just stay quiet? I mean, there's... It's going to happen, and over time, it's going to happen less and less because less of those guys – I mean, there's really just those guys left from his from his fighting days, his training days. It always feels like he's biased, understandably so, but it seems unfair to their opponents, Charles, this weekend. What's your opinion on that? Greetings from Germany. Lewis adds uh, that he thinks that Max is in the minority here. DC had a fantastic night. I could not agree more with Lewis. The DC hate – and it's, it's a vocal minority, and it's like a – there was a fight – which one was it? I think it was the O'Malley-Yan fight. DC was fantastic in that fight. He's one of the greatest fighters of all time. He's one of the greatest minds in the history of fighting. He's one of the greatest broadcasters in the history of fighting. If you don't appreciate that guy, I don't know what to tell you. What do you want? He's entertaining. He's fun. Obviously, you know, he's my friend. But, like, the guy is objectively great at his job. Yeah, does he go on tangents here? Does he laugh there? Does he do this? He. By the way... He's gotten better. He's understood the, the the scoring better. He's he's taken an interest in he's, – he's, he's tried – he's listened to the criticism. I know he's in contact with – like, what, what more do you want? Come on. We've had way worse, and I don't need to name names. And there are way worse, and I don't need to name names. And there are way worse in other sports. Did you feel – I know you guys were locked in, but maybe you have an answer. Like, when he was calling that main event, did you feel like he was biased? I didn't feel like he was biased at all. I didn't.
4: I didn't hear any. No, relax,
0: Boris. Hi, Ariel. I saw that you and the crew are looking forward to the World Cup, and you should because the World Cup is a special occasion. Wow, thanks. I've actually been to a World Cup match. Thanks, Boris. Nineteen ninety-four. Look it up. Argentina, Nigeria, Foxborough. However, here in the Netherlands, you can't have a conversation about the World Cup without also talking about Qatar and how it is a disgrace that is being held here. I mean, golly, jeez, Louise. The tough questions. <laughs> oh my gosh. What is that like in North America? Golly. Has the UFC been properly criticized in the past for partaking in sports washing? And would you consider their current event sports washing since they do have fighters on the card that are popular in that region? Uh, Lewis says he trimmed this for time. Thanks. Uh, No, I I will say this. I have... I, I feel... I am so excited for this World Cup tournament. I am counting down the days. I'm trying to rearrange my life so that I can watch the Canada games with my kids. Uh, I mean, I've never seen Canada play in the World Cup. They've only played once, 1986. I was four years old. I have no memory. I've always loved the World Cup and I've adopted England as my team because, you know, in the 90s there was Beckham and there was Owen and these guys and I liked them and they were cool and that was fun but that wasn't my, that was Canada. Now, this is amazing. I'm as patriotic as anyone out there. I love Canada in all sports and uh, I couldn't be more excited and there's a bunch of times where I'm like, why does it have to be this one? Now, I love the fact that it's not the next one only because the next one they're in automatically because they're one of the three hosts. So I love the fact that they made it the legit way, right? But yes, uh, this is this has been a story that's been talked about for how long? Eight years since they got it? More than that? Uh, it's, again, it's it's kind of like the Kyderab situation in that it's incredibly uncomfortable and you have to decide whether or not you are just going to like put blinders on and enjoy the sport or you're going to let this affect you and say, I don't want to watch it. And by the way, I don't blame you if you say you don't want to watch it. There's a lot of great work that has been done in the buildup to this World Cup about how, I mean, how controversial, how upsetting, how deadly, how uh, criminal, I mean, how, to all these things, how bad, how, how tainted this World Cup is. There's, there's tons of content. My favorite soccer podcast is uh, Men in Blazers. I love I love Raj. I love Michael. I listen to – I look forward every time a new pod. You know, every, everyone has those. And I hope that the MMA Hour is that podcast for all of you as well. And they've been doing a great series as of late on, on this World Cup. Uh, let me tell you what it's called, actually. Because they've been doing a series specifically on this. It is called – if you go to the feed, you'll see it. World Corrupt. They've done three episodes already. I mean, isn't that all you need to – I mean, it's a six-part series. World Corrupt is what it's called. It's great journalism and, I mean, there's no bigger soccer fans than the Men and Blazers guys and, and even they feel a certain way about it. Come November 20th or whatever it is. I think people are just going to have to put it aside, but the 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 ramifications and the impact of this on that region and the lives that this is impacted is going to be felt for decades, and that sucks. And that's one thing that I hate about the World Cup and the Olympics. You know, when they go to these regions and they build all these stadiums, and then, you know, it's great for two weeks, and the world is talking about them, but then what happens afterwards? And it becomes a complete disaster for the economy there, for the citizens there, for the taxpayers what I like about the one coming up in 2026 20, uh, is I believe that no stadiums are being built. It's all, you know, it's SoFi, it's MetLife, it's, uh, you know, BC Place, I think, Toronto, you know, like it, they're not changing the lives of the taxpayers there just for a two-week party or a month party. Um I like that. I feel better about that. And I think that they should be going to markets like that more. Unless that they're, you know, unless the World Cup is is going to or the Olympics are going to bring housing and stuff to 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 maybe underserved regions, uh, I don't know, but yes, there's plenty of places in short, there are plenty of places that have covered this thoroughly and if you listen to them or read them, you will feel very uncomfortable about it all and you just have to sort of acknowledge it and decide if you're going to watch and enjoy it or not enjoy it, not watch it. It's tough. I will say this. Has the UFC been criticized in the past for partaking in sports washing? Is is that a fair thing to say? Um, WWE has been criticized plenty for their deal with Saudi Arabia, and I think for the most part it has been fair – um, those events, you know, obviously as a journalist, I feel very strongly about, you know, uh, Saudi Arabia and I would not be on the first plane out of there, um, or out there. UFC's deal with the UAE, is that considered sports watching? I mean, I don't think that you, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm no like hardcore political guy, but I don't think it's as a controversial place as Saudi Arabia. I don't even think that's even remotely true, um, can they be criticized for the Kadirov stuff? hundred percent. He's been to some of their events. Uh, do they go to these places like the UAE um, because they're paid to go there and, 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 and promote? To- yeah, but that's not sports washing. So can the UFC brass be criticized for turning a blind eye to this stuff? hundred percent. I don't think the UFC as a product has been used to sports wash. I think people use MMA to sports wash. Uh, but I don't think the UFC as an entity has been used like we've seen in the World Cup. We saw it in Russia in 2018. You see it in the Olympics as well. Uh, so I don't think that that is a fair statement. But it's it's a very prevalent thing. You see it all the time right now, and people have to make a decision whether or not they want to partake. Uh, you saw with the Anthony Joshua fight in Usyk recently. It's uncomfortable. Uh, Sam. Hi, Ariel. One FC does hydration testing with weights to ensure fighters don't do unhealthy weight cuts. This sounds good in theory, but we also saw the other side of the coin at one on Prime 3 where multiple fighters were at catch weights and Linica was tripped for missing weight. My question is, would you like to see other promotions follow one's lead with hydration testing or what else could promotions do to encourage safer weight cutting? Mm, It's a little complicated for me. I don't think think the only way to really fix weight cutting or at least try to minimize the The issues, more weight classes. That's it. And then there's the byproduct of that is, you know, more titles, water down, all that. That's the only way. It's it's always going to be dangerous. It's always going to be unhealthy as long as fighters are going to try to gain an advantage and cut a lot of weight. And so you just hope that they have the right people behind them, working with them, nutritionists, specialists, all that stuff. Uh, But I I don't think the hydration testing is like the end-all be-all because like you still see mishaps. By the way, can we get Cade rotulo on the show he's a 19 year old bjj phenom great personality great look mma ambitions and he just won the one submission grappling belt that people need to meet this guy cheers to you and the crew yeah there's a lot of great guys especially in the grappling side of things on um on the one roster there's just only so much you know Ryan, hello, Ariel. How do you feel about Frankie Edgar's retirement fight? I personally feel like Ali should have got Frankie a matchup with another legend or a fighter up there in age and not a young, hungry lion. Edgar versus Cruz or a Sun Tau or even a rematch with Cub. Yeah, uh, I, I, I thought they would go with a sexier, bigger name. I thought that they would go with a fellow legend. Um, you know, don't love it. Don't love it. Think he could win, but yes, you're right. Gutierrez is a Uh, A young, hungry lion. Wish I could talk to Frankie about it. Can't. Talk to Frankie long before he ever worked with his management. Can't. Maybe he's been trying to text me and I didn't get his text. Maybe I should reach out. What do you guys think?
3: It's worth a shot.
0: Can't beat that. Tyson. Good day, Ariel. Is today the best era of combat sports ever? Is it because there is more competition in the market now, or has the sport evolved into something new and improved? I don't know if it's the best ever. I mean, this is like saying Charles is the greatest lightweight. It's great right now. And there's a lot to like in boxing. There's a lot to like in the MMA world. There's a lot to like on the male side of things, the female side of things. I mean, women's boxing has had its best year ever, arguably. Women's MMA is 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 great. It has been great for you know the last 10 years or so. Um, Boxing has fa- uh, boxing had a great start to the year. The Crawford Spence nonsense fizzling out. The Joshua Fury, Fury Usyk stuff fizzling out. And even yesterday I see, oh, Ryan Garcia and Tank Davis have agreed to a framework. I'm like, yeah, okay. I feel like I just heard this. Did I not just hear this? Wake me up when they actually are in the ring. Or at least at a press conference together how about that jake paul has saved boxing i don't know if you guys heard this did you guys hear that (laughs) hey jake paul helped make serrano taylor okay he made the anderson silver fight it's a great time enjoy it i mean just look at this saturday bellator ufc katie taylor silva paul next year Potential return of Connor, potential Nate Diaz, free man, all the big fights. Volk. Islam, I mean, next year, first quarter alone is looking to be huge. Rio card, give me Nunez Shevchenko, Moreno Figueroa, Perth card, gimme Vogue and Islam, maybe Cejudo Sterling. Um John Jones, maybe, hopefully, yes, please. Nganu re sign, maybe, hopefully, yes, please. lot to like. David. Hey Ariel, UFC will have two pay-per-views in March. It was reported by MMA Junkie, UFC 285 will be on March 4th. Is Jones and Ganu going to happen on that card? I mean, this is what I told you. If they don't get him for December 10th, they're sh- they're they're hoping, they're working on, they're 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 gonna try to make March and Ganu Jones happen. I don't know. I mean, by then it will be over 3 years since his last fight. February of 2020 was his last fight, John Jones. But yes. And I don't know if that March 18th date that Mokayev said yesterday is legit, but clearly they're going to go to the UK March or April. And they've done two March pay-per-views in the past. Remember a couple of years ago, they did uh, the Izzy-Yan um, fight, and then they also did Enganu mietich So not the craziest thing. Uh, Scott, good day, Ariel. Two quick ones. With reports coming out that CM Punk is going to be bought out and released from AEW. I wanted to know what you thought of his overall legacy in wrestling. It seems like no matter where he goes, he never leaves on good terms. I mean, he left the UFC on good terms. I don't think that's fair. And uh, obviously the WWE, I mean, it's just WWE. He left Ring of Honor on good terms. So I don't think that's fair either. But yes, uh, this will obviously hurt his legacy a little bit. I think over time, if this is in fact the end, I think over time people will recognize him as, you know, a trailblazer, um, one of the big draws in the history of the business. And yeah, I mean, there were ups and downs, but there's no deny, like this shouldn't erase everything that he did. This shouldn't taint everything that he did. It was just a potential unfortunate ending. And you know, it's that, 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 that ending with WWE and then the podcast and the lawsuit, it continued to affect him and to, to, to loom large in his life. And I can understand it was a very personal thing. I believe he was subpoenaed on his wedding day, and, I, and I, you know, I think everyone wishes it didn't go down that way. But I don't think this should take away from his legacy or take away from what he's built and what he's done and what he's overcome. I mean, this has been, what, like a 20-year run. Obviously, there was a large gap there, but unfortunate because he had a great – I mean, the debut in AEW was fantastic. It was one of the greatest moments in their history, one of the best moments of last year. It was a beautiful thing to see him happy again, to see him uh, back in the mix, putting together great matches. The feud with MJF was fantastic. So it's a bummer. Second, although I agree with some of your more critical opinions of AEW recently, I would like to hear what GM Hawani would do different to get the train back on track. Putting MJF in the title picture is a step in the right direction, but they seem to stumble when pushing other young stars. MJF needs to win the belt ASAP, probably November 19th in uh, in Newark. We going, guys? Newark? Yeah, I'm down. Pay-per-view? Why
3: not? At The, the Rock?
0: At The Rock? I don't know. Do you think I'll be invited back? No. I was listening to a podcast um GC's guy, big fan of his, Tony Schiavone, and he was doing it with Conrad Thompson, who I think is fantastic, and I'm not sure if he likes me or not, but that's okay, and they were doing their podcast, and uh, my little Tony Khan thing got brought up, which again, like, I have no personal beef with Tony, but this whole thing has been a little bit crazy. Anyway, did you hear what, did you guys hear what Tony Schiavone called me? I did. He called me, first he called me a dickhead, then he called me a dick liquor, or it might have been dick first and then dickhead. I was like, wow, Tony Schiavone, WCW legend, one of the great play-by-play men of all time, Atlanta sports legend. I was honored that he knew who I was, but then I was kind of hurt by the insults. I was like, golly, Tony, what did I ever do to you? Now, Tony did the gimmick where he pretended like he didn't know who I was. Right. I don't believe that. I don't believe that one bit. And someone asked me if, you know, I'd be interested in a match against him, and I said, you know, that put butts in the seats. Of course, that was a nod to his infamous call of when he was doing play-by-play for WCW, and they spoiled the results of Mick Foley winning the heavyweight championship, and then everyone ended up turning off Nitro and going to Raw and watching Raw, and then basically that was the beginning of the end for WCW. He remembers. But I was hurt by that. I thought that that was a little much. I mean, did we have to resort to those kinds of insults? Dare I say homophobic? Not cool, Tony. But then I was thinking, I was like, well, I mean, he does work for Tony Khan, and I appreciate that kind of loyalty. I appreciate him having his bosses back. What else is he going to say? He's going to support his guy. Not that there should be any support going on here. I mean, we're talking about an interview, for goodness sakes. And again, I've said time and again that I think that the AEW product has been great and better than the WWE product, just not right now. And then I was thinking, well, he was pretty much out of the game. I mean, his career was dead in wrestling for 20 years until Tony brought him back and resurrected his career. Everyone forgot about him. He was completely irrelevant for 20 years, so why wouldn't he defend his his boss's honor? Uh, I just thought that that was a little mean. Do you guys think that that was mean? Yeah, Felt I think a it was pretty mild. messed up. But if my career was dead and someone resurrected it and brought me back 20 years later and made me, you know a part of the show and relevant again. I, I, I would go strong in the paint in support. Just didn't think that the names were, you know, were fair, were nice. I will say though, um, seems like they're taking it way too personally. All I said was it wasn't a good interview. And, and you may not agree with my stance on the product versus WWE's product, but I don't know how you can deny that it wasn't a good interview. By the way, did you guys see that they did in fact clip off the thing that I said last week? that I predicted they would clip off and everyone got all worked up over it. Did you guys see that? It was great. I missed that. By the way, I just want to repeat, Frank, cut this part right here.
5: right
0: here. The AEW product is killing it right now. They are absolutely murdering WWE. I mean, they are firing on all cylinders. All the belts have been great. All the matchups have been great. The storylines have been great. It's not even a question. It's really not a question. They go Tuesdays, kill it. Wednesdays, kill it. Pay-per-view, kill it. Fridays, of course, kill it. They've been fantastic. I mean, they are on fire. Connor, hello, Ariel. I'm writing from Victoria, British Columbia, uh, home of one Steve Nash, with the problem child taking on the spider this week. I'm curious if you're If we're ever going to see Jake return on the M.A.R., I know there was a back and forth with the Rockhold situation, which I applauded you for standing up with the fighters. I feel like the promotion of this fight would have been better served if he had come on the M.A.R. prior to the event. Will we see Jake Paul back on the M.A.R. eventually? Peace and love. Big fan of you, GC, Rick. And Frank is the man. Of course you'll see him back. I'm going to talk to him on Thursday. And I actually spoke to him last week when we did the fighter meetings. It's all good. I will say this. You know, everyone was like, oh, Ariel, you're going to be banned from the event, this and that. First of all, I worked for Showtime, paid for Showtime, in case you're all wondering and worried. Second of all, no one ever brought any of that up with me, and I appreciated that. Even, you know, you might even hear a message from the fighter, the management, no one said anything. I didn't start it, held my ground, spoke my piece, and we move on.
3: How do you feel about it now? How do I feel about what? The whole thing.
0: I feel great about it. I uh, I will always support the fighters. I will always support the OG MMA fighters. I will always support the guys that I came up with, and I think that he was wrong in his assessment of that fight. And I think he has some work to do in terms of convincing people once again that he is genuinely interested in the fighter pay situation. His interest is sincere. His His rhetoric is sincere. I think he has to – to convince us, as well as me, he doesn't have to. But you know, if he if he wants to, us to to believe and care, I think there's some work to be done there.
3: On a one to ten, like where do you feel?
0: I feel like you're trying to get me to not get to the last question here. And there's just five a minutes one or left. ten, yeah. like,
3: numeric value here, man. <laughs> Has I don't it even know. Recently, what's or? what's the question. I don't even know what the question is. So, like, how committed do you think he is? to oh. fighter pay issue. Mm, six and a half right now. Where, where did it start? I th-
0: I I I think he, I thought he was legit. I thought he was at a nine and eight okay. and a half something like that.
3: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: You'll never sing that, champions of a Europe. You'll never sing that. I'm very excited about it. We've got the face to face tapings on Thursday, hosting the press conference on Thursday afternoon, doing the weigh-ins with the legendary Jimmy Lennon Jr. on Friday at the newly renamed Desert Diamond Casino Arena? Or is it just Desert Diamond Arena? It's no longer Gila River Arena, by the way. And and then doing the fights on uh, Saturday in the booth with the guys, a five-pack of fights on Showtime pay-per-view. Antonio Nieves going up against Alessandro Santiago. Of course, we all remember their great fight on Showbox back in 2016. 118-pounders fought to a majority draw and so now they'll be running it back again. Nieves, by the way, works as a banker in Cleveland. And then of course, Uriah Hall going up against Levion Bell, Ashton Silva against Braulio Rodriguez, Dr. Mike against Chris Avila, Jake Paul versus Silva. I mean, what are you going to, are you going to watch it, Frank?
3: Yeah, I am actually lovely.
0: Uh, McKinney. Is number 21, Ariel, my man, I come with you today with a duo of questions pertaining to the holidays. Firstly, is it a coincidence that a fighter with the nickname The Spider loves fighting around Halloween? Wow. For instance, Rich Franklin, October 20th, 2007. Patrick Cote, October 25th, 2008. Uriah Hall, October 31st. Only Halloween card in UFC history, by the way. And now Jake Paul on October 29th. That's actually crazy. Never really uh, put two and two together. I'm going to ask him that this week. Secondly, I want to ask you and the whole team about their what their favorite scary movie is. All the best and enjoy the holidays from Derry, Ireland. Frank, favorite scary movie? I feel like you're a big scary movie guy.
3: Uh, Titanic.
0: Stop it. What are you talking about? Is that really... It's pretty scary. Legit?
3: No. Oh, okay. I need a second to think about it. Go to GC.
4: GC? Not a huge scary movie guy. Wow, I'm surprised.
0: You think so? Well, you know, you're, you're. I feel like you're a very, you know, holiday guy, in the spirit
4: guy. Yeah, like I'll watch Halloween. Uh, I've watched the newest Halloweens. They're terrible. Okay. Um, they're like, I like hate watch them at this point. They're so bad. I mean, I don't know how Michael Myers isn't dead. I mean, in the last movie, they were just beating him over the head with, with bats, and they were shooting him, and somehow he still, he still lived, but... Moving on from that, uh, Final Destination OG, pretty good. I think that's Rick's favorite movie. That's it's a good one. It definitely is uh, enticing as you watch it. It's it's pretty good. The saws are are a lot, but but they're all right. Mm-hmm. OG Halloween is pretty good. I'm I'm a pretty big fan of that. It, the new its were all right.
3: How many do you have, man?
4: I don't know. There's pretty much all the scary movies I've seen. I'm, I'm not a giant scary movie guy. I
3: think Come and See is probably my favorite scary movie.
0: Um, New York Rick says he's a huge horror fan so... My Bloody Valentine. Instead of favorite, which there's many, I recommend The Descent oh, God. and Final Destination. Yeah, Devin Salwa. I'm going to go with I Know What You Did Last Summer. <laughs> that was my favorite. Well, that's not a joke. I love that movie. <laughs> is that Scream? What's, what's no, It's it? <laughs> it's legit called I Know What You Did Last Summer. Yeah, I read the book. No, no, that's a legit horror movie. What I are you talking about?
3: Yeah, the one with the uh, the guy with the trench coat. Jennifer Love
0: Hewitt in the '90s.
3: Not a good movie. What? And Goosebumps? then there was. I still
0: know what you did last summer. The and then the the, Urban the legends and the sequel was great. Scream was great. Guys, the Shining. I just want to let you know. I got to all the questions in an hour and fourteen minutes. So, Frank, I accept your apology.
3: I'll apologize later. I
0: accept your apology. I got to all of them for the first time, and it's good that we got to all of them, because my friends, it's always very special. It's always an honor when you are in the presence of royalty. And like I said at the top of the show, yes, primarily we here and throughout my career are covering MMA. You know this, but we like to dabble in the world of boxing like we will be doing this weekend as well. That being said, I have no problem with Showing some level of fandom and bias when I introduce our first guest of the day. In my opinion, she is the greatest female boxer of all time. She is the best boxer in the world right now. She is the pound-for-pound queen when it comes to boxing. And do not listen to anyone else who says otherwise. She returns to action this Saturday, live on Zone at Wembley Arena. Scene of her very first pro fight. Another title defense, surely, for the patron saint of the Emerald Isle, for the queen of boxing, as I said, for the Bray Bomber herself, for the one who headlined and sold out Madison Square Garden back on April 30th. This is her first fight back. She is the one and only, the inimitable, the incomparable, Katie Taylor.
6: How are you, <laughs> Thank Katie? You so much, yeah, great. Thanks. Thanks so much for the, the lovely introduction there.
0: <laughs> Anything for you, Katie. You are the best. And it's such an honor and a privilege. Thank honestly, you. it is very, very exciting. Anytime you, uh, you talk to us, you come on the show. I know you're not a huge fan of the media, so we appreciate it very much. And I know you're getting yeah. ready for the fight. So thank you so much for the time. Um, oh, it's great to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So could I ask, Katie, you know, I've been listening and reading some of the, uh, the media that you've been doing in preparation for this fight, October 29th, back at Wembley. And it seems like, oh, I don't know, 95% of the conversations are about the Serrano fight, are about April 30th and whatnot. <laughs> Does that annoy yeah. you? Uh, very little is about Karen. Does it annoy you that the majority is about a fight that you had and aren't going to be competing in this Saturday?
6: Um, I mean, I just tried it to my best just just to be polite about, I suppose, and just to answer the questions. But um, my mind is obviously very much focused on Saturday night, and um, I I have no problem speaking about what happened last time. But my mind is completely just set on on uh, on staying focused for what's ahead. Um, I it was obviously a phenomenal night night the last time, but um, I think there are going to be bigger nights ahead, and um but first and foremost i had to get past uh, my opponent a saturday
0: night um i was also wondering why that might be and then it occurred to me you didn't really do much media after the fight you disappeared lord knows i uh, tried to talk to you and you just kind of you? disappeared off uh well, the face i, of did, the I earth.
6: didn't get I, I didn't get the memo ariel so. oh that, okay <laughs> yeah. fair
0: enough fair enough uh, i won't mention <laughs> yeah. who i asked uh, to have you on but you didn't really take a victory lap tour um, was there a reason for that? Did you feel like there was just so much press and, and attention leading up to the fight that you just needed a break from it all afterwards?
6: Um, I, I don't know, to be honest. I, I mean, I, I just uh, do what I normally do and just uh, go back into into normal life after after the fight. And I was back in the gym a few days after that fight just preparing for, for these kind of nights again. Um, I'm not a big media uh, person, like you said, but there was a, just a, an awful lot of media before that fight. It was a hectic few weeks, a hectic few months, really, uh, in preparation for, for such a big mega fight. And it was nice just to, just to sit back and, and enjoy that victory with, with, uh, with the people who are most important to me, I guess, my family, my friends. And um, and that that's basically it. Uh,
0: could I ask, how many times have you watched the fight?
6: Uh, just at one time.
0: <laughs> just once? Really? You haven't? Yeah. just. Really? And was that in the immediate aftermath or was that recently?
6: Um, That was, say, maybe a week or so after flight. Um, once is always enough, doesn't it?
0: <laughs> wow. That is amazing yeah. to me. I thought maybe you'd want to revel in it, watch it a few times. Yeah. When, when you watched it on television, what did you feel like it made a lot of people feel a lot of different emotions it's one of the greatest fights mm-hmm. that i've ever seen live it was truly a privilege mm-hmm. to be in attendance but when mm-hmm. you're watching yourself especially in those final moments digging down deep what do you feel and what do you think about
6: um honestly when i'm watching the fight it was just a phenomenal fight really um a great great fight at uh, the atmosphere alone was just so special between both the irish fans and Puerto Rican fans. Um and just the, even when I was fighting during the night, there were signs that I we couldn't even hear the bell ringing that's how so loud loud the, the actual stadium was, um yeah just the, I, an iconic night in the sport and um we were obviously saying beforehand uh, Madison Square Garden now you you know, Madison, you know Ali Joe Frazier but it's amazing that myself and the Madison are, are in that conversation now as well and never in a million years did I think uh, say ten years ago I'd, I'd be in this position headline mass Madison Square Garden how far the sport's actually grown over the last few years. And, and we put on a, just an incredible show from, from both of us, really. And, um, yeah, just an amazing night for the sport.
0: When you watched it on television, were you convinced that you won?
6: Yeah, yeah. I don't think you could have any complaints uh, with the decision, really. <laughs> um, so, yeah.
0: I, I agree with that. Uh, I think Jake and his yeah. team uh, said otherwise, but I uh, vehemently disagree with them on that one. Uh, I remember getting to see you briefly as you were walking to the press conference and you were obviously banged up. Uh, had you ever felt that way in the aftermath of a fight? Um, I mean, you, you, you know, you guys went to a place where, you know, rarely mm-hmm. fighters go your body, everything. How did it feel in the days after the fight? Um, yeah,
6: I mean, I tend to actually, bruise very easy to be honest. I think after at the end, uh, after a lot of my fights, I am uh, quite banged up, but I heal very quickly. And after a few days, I was actually back to normal again. Um, but uh, yeah, it was obviously a a, a trenches uh, sort of fight, and that, that's that's the sort of fight I was actually prepared for. Uh, and those big big mega fights, you have to dig down deep. You have to show a lot of heart to grit, and grit, um, and you have to be willing to go through the trenches. And uh, like like we, we we both showed and um i'm just delighted to, to come out as the undefeated fighter again and uh in a well-deserved win
0: do you think that fight changed you as a fighter as a person
6: um i wouldn't say uh, it changes me as a as a person i i are um or, or as a fighter I, I think i am you know it's always great to go through those those tough, tough battles and um it's always great to, to test yourself against the very very best and that's a, that's the mentality I've always had. I wanted to test myself against the the, the biggest challenges out there, and when you do go through big uh, uh, big fights like that, um, it does give you a sense of confidence as well going into the next fights. Um, you know, I don't think I've ever chose an easy path. I've, I've always been a fighter who who has uh taken risks in my career and and have have uh, picked the you know the biggest opponents and um and fought the biggest uh, the biggest fights out there and and um, i take pride in that
0: was she better than you thought she would be
6: um i wouldn't say so no uh i mean i think before the fight people had me as the underdog before that fight which is crazy yes. <laughs> so i think everybody was was underestimating me going to that fight um anyone who ever has me as a, as a, an, an underdog doesn't really know me that well um i i was definitely a um, excited about about ring Ring and coming out victorious, so, um, which I, I actually did. Uh,
0: you posted a photo. There's a great photo of you in the uh, the locker room, and you're sitting next to your mother. Uh, I think you posted it in the aftermath. Do you remember mm-hmm. what you guys were talking about in that moment? Um, and even if you don't, why is that picture so special to you?
6: Um, I mean, I think it's always good to honor the the people who who've been there for you from the very very start, and. Uh, your family are always those those people, aren't Um uh, Between the ups and downs of boxing, um, the, the the very very low points, there are the people who are lifting you back up. And my mother is definitely that person. She is uh, she's always been there. She's she's never ever missed a fight. She's my biggest uh, biggest supporter, biggest encourager. And um, it's I think it's always very uh, always, obviously very nice to honor those people. Um, I can't actually remember what we were actually talking about, but um, yeah, I just uh. I love the fact that I have such a supportive family and uh, I definitely wouldn't be in the, in the position I am today without, without that support.
0: By the way, when you were a very young girl and you were, you know, dressing up as a boy in that old story, was she supportive of, of, of you entering the world of boxing, training in boxing or like many other mothers, maybe was a little bit hesitant about it all?
6: No, I think she was, uh, like I said, one of my biggest supporters right from the start. She's seen and uh, this is something that I, I wanted to do. She's seen it, uh, that I had a passion for the sport and, and um, she really thought I, I was, uh, uh, I was gifted in the sport as well. So she actually was, was someone who, who, uh, who encouraged me towards this. And, um, there's obviously times during my teenage years where I was thinking to myself, gosh, what, what am I doing this for? I'm, I'm training all year round, but not getting the fights and, there signs when I was getting scared, obviously discouraged, but she used the one that really brought out the greatness in me as well. And I think you need people like that around you, people who bring out the, bring out the greatness in you. And, um, and I'm just so grateful for, for that support. We really.
0: So now here's the big thing. In the aftermath of that fight, we also like, this has to be, um, you know, they have to run it back. There has to be a second fight. Mm-hmm. Do it right away. Don't waste time. All that it's got to be back in Ireland, mm. Croke Park for you. You get your homecoming. Mm. Why isn't this fight happening next for you?
6: Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I was obviously ready and willing to jump straight back in uh, and an immediate rematch. And uh, we actually had Croke Park see a lot for one of the days in September. But oh. um, I think uh, Serrano and our team just wanted a couple of more fights, maybe under the belt before jumping back into a rematch. But um, but we were obviously ready and willing to to jump straight back in.
0: So you had the date blocked off. This would have been your big homecoming.
6: Yeah, we were we were uh, all uh, we were in talks Crow Park that the date was actually sealed off and um just the toss of a of uh of having my homecoming fight uh, you know in front of eighty thousand people. That, I think that's the only thing that that could actually top what happened in Madison Square Garden. Um, I even the you know the a is is fine thing with me.
0: So here's the thing. I feel like you versus Karen, you versus anyone, you versus me sells out Croke Park. Why is it your next fight there? Why, why does it have to be Serrano?
6: That's exactly my question as well. <laughs> so that's, that's the question about what uh, I'm saying to, uh, to obviously the people around me as well, my, uh, you know, my, my promoter and stuff, but they obviously want this to be a huge mega fight another iconic night and, um, well, I, I agree. I think, I think uh, the fight could be a sellout regardless of who, who I'm actually
0: buying. We need to talk to Eddie about this because I feel like yeah. we're wasting time. <laughs> what do. what is going do. on here? I, I don't understand it. Yeah. How have you not had this fight in Ireland? I, I feel like you versus yeah. a total no-namer sells out that place, especially coming off that fight. What are they doing? Yeah. You've outgrown Wembley. You've outgrown Echo Arena. You've outgrown all these places. What are they doing? Do I need to take over here? What's happening?
6: yeah i think you do need, you do need to have a serious conversation with whoever's involved <laughs>
0: that is crazy. was it was it deflating for you you're that close to having that big stadium fight in your home country and it gets taken away how did you how did you react when it became a reality that it wasn't happening
6: um i suppose i just kind of uh uh reset and, and just uh, focus on, on what's ahead really I was obviously very very disappointed um I was back in training, like I said, a few days after the fight in preparation for hopefully a Crow Park uh, type of fight in an immediate rematch. And, um, so I was quite disappointed, but there's nothing I can do about it. I just have to pick myself back up and, and get back to the gym again and, and focus on, on who I am and actually fighting it on Saturday night.
0: Did you see her last fight just a few weeks ago in England?
6: I didn't actually see it, now, but I, I obviously heard that. it was a convincing man and a convincing performance. Do
0: you just not watch? Like, are you just not a fan of watching? I know some fighters don't like to watch when they're not competing or don't have teammates or something like that. Is, is that your style as well?
6: Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll watch a few other fights if, uh, if the immediate rematch happens uh, you know, or the rematch does happen again. But for now, uh, my focus is completely on uh, my opponent next, and I don't feel the need to, to watch uh, some other opponents. Um, when the when the rematch happens again, that's when I'll sit down and actually watch a few a few more tapes or
0: uh So if if all goes well on Saturday against uh, Carabajal, and by the way, you you mentioned that you were um, an underdog going into the April thirtieth fight. Last I checked, you're a minus three thousand favorite going into this fight. <laughs> right. Uh, so no pressure. Yeah, no pressure. Uh, <laughs> it seems like the people are back on your side, or at least the the odds makers. Um, is there another date? Set off for Croak Park. Like, is it possible that the next fight will be Amanda? Is there any chance of this? Um,
6: I, I hope so. Yeah, I mean, I, don't, I don't really uh, you know, um, uh, where, where she's, she is, or uh, what her thoughts are on it. But, um, um, yeah, Crow Park can easily be done. Uh, definitely next year at some point. So I hope, uh, I hope we will be making my, my big homecoming fight next year. It's crazy that I've been a pro for six years and I haven't actually fought in Ireland. Yet. And um, so, yeah, I, I can't wait for that for that, for that day to obviously happen. So, yeah, that that's why bike can can obviously happen next year at some point.
0: It feels like anytime I I watch an interview of yours or read, they, they talk about the end. Uh, what left do you have to prove? What how many yeah. more years? This and that. And, uh, that's crazy because you have been so dominant and you're just 36, but I know you've been competing for a long time. And at some point the body's going to say no mas, but is there any part of you that maybe not about the end of the career, but being like, yo, I need to get this Ireland fight in. Like, I, I'm not going to fight forever. Do you feel like there's a clock ticking there on, on that opportunity coming your way and being as big as it could possibly be, which would probably be right now?
6: Yeah. I mean, uh, I know everyone has been talking about time for the last year or so, and, uh, I feel like everyone's waiting for me for me to retire. So I'm not, I'm not too sure why everyone's uh, talking about retirement so much. But I, my, me and myself, I feel obviously very, very fresh right now, and I'm not even thinking about retirement. But, uh, but with regards to the fight in Crow Park, I, I think it's, it's, uh, it's crazy. Um, over the last few years, I actually haven't had a had a chance to fight there yet. So, um, yeah, I am a bit anxious about getting that that fight over the line, um, in in Crow Park, possibly a, a big, huge home homecoming fight. Uh, I think it could be the the biggest uh, the biggest event in female boxing history so far. Imagine uh, a female fight headline and eighty thousand people uh, there. That's you no know, nothing really can top that, and um, that's a that's a history making event in itself.
0: Yes, and you deserve that. And uh, I'm not so familiar, but I you know I obviously know people in Ireland and they tell me about the curfews and all all that is clear. There's there would be no issues like they the the neighborhood it's all good. They are waiting for you to
6: come. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're all good. It was all passed, and, wow. and the, yeah. So everything is is all set for that fight to happen. will you, for any fight to happen,
0: right. will, will Will you feel um some level of disappointment if the rematch never happens? If you're, you know, you know how boxing politics go, and sometimes these fights mm-hmm. just can't align, and that's what made this one in April so great. Will you be disappointed? Will you feel some sort of emptiness if the rematch never happens, especially in Croke Park?
6: Um, I I wouldn't personally feel that, that much disappointed because I I actually won to fight, so okay. she should she should be the one actually uh, uh want the want the rematch more, more than more me really. Um, so uh, if it rematch doesn't happen, I, I'm walking away as as uh, um, as still a undefeated one at the end of the day. But um, uh, I'm just excited to, to fight in Crow Park, regardless of who it is, and I hope I hope it will be a Manasirano because that's I I still believe that that will be the biggest fight out there. Uh, for both of us and i still believe it's the big, biggest fight out there in, in women's boxing so um yeah i do hope it it is her but um we'll see i guess
0: i know you said you didn't watch her last fight uh, it's been an incredible year for women's boxing and i think mm-hmm. spearheaded by you guys first you, you i think you put a lot of pressure on everyone else to get their house in order and make these big fights did you happen to watch the big one at the o2 mm-hmm. with carissa shields and yeah did you watch that card
6: yeah, I did watch that. Yeah, an, an amazing night and, uh, just an amazing event in, in itself. And, uh, uh, both Clarissa and Savannah again, just, just a great, great, great fight. Um, both showed a lot of heart and grip, but Clarissa's obviously just too, too fast, too athletic. Uh, just too good in the night. Just a phenomenal, phenomenal performance from her. And, uh, and the fight before that uh, between Avisha and McKay and as well it was, it was also a fantastic fight. Just a great showcase again for women's boxing and, um, it's amazing that this past year, um, probably the two the two uh fight a year contenders are actually um myself and Sperand Teresa Shields and Savannah Marshall, and yeah, that in itself I think is incredible that um over all that's happened this year between men and female boxing, that the two fight a year contenders are two female fights.
0: That's right. And and I think you're putting pressure on the men as well. Crawford, Spence, they're not getting it done. Fury, Usyk, mm-hmm. they're not getting it done. So you guys are showing them the mm-hmm. way. Is there any chance, like when you watch that fight, and I know you're probably not going to, you know, give us the answer here, but I'll ask it anyway. You hear people say, and you hear her say, Clarissa say, I'm the greatest of all time. I'm the pound, pound queen. Do you kind of laugh and be like, I mean... It's me. We all know it's me. I'm just not going to send out a million <laughs> tweets about it and and and, and you know yeah. tell the whole world about it. But you, you like when you see that, do you snicker at all? Do you laugh at all? I snicker, by the way. I laugh. I'm just wondering if you yeah.
6: do. <laughs> uh, no, I, I definitely don't laugh. I think she's uh, she's absolutely absolutely phenomenal, and what she's achieved in, in this sport is phenomenal as well. So um, I don't. I, I, I don't know. I don't. I'm not really too hung up on, on who people think it is. Who the pound pamper pound, pound grade is. I just I'm doing my thing, she's doing her thing. And um I think we're we're both doing great things for the sport. So um all of that it's great to be in the conversation of the Pamper Pound, for pound uh, list, but all of that is very, very subjective and um I think we just have to stay focused on our own our own paths really.
0: Uh is Baumgartner a potential future opponent for you, do you think? I know uh she's another yeah. matchroom fighter, so I don't know if that helps or hurts. What do you think?
6: Yeah, I think, uh, any one of those girls in the round, my wage division is, is a uh, potential uh, opponent. And, then um, Alicia, I think is, uh, is a fantastic fighter. And obviously the five to ten horror, there's very, very little between the, the two girls. Um, so, uh, I think it, either one of them are actually potential opponents. Um, so yeah, I, I have my eye closed, yeah on that fight. Obviously watching it last week.
0: Before you settled on Carabajal uh, as your next opponent, was there any serious talks of you versus Cyborg? She has been trying to get this fight. I know she had her pro boxing debut in late September. Did that ever get mm. close at all from your perspective?
6: Yeah, I think um, my team were actually in contact with her team closely over the last few months. And uh, at one stage, I did think that that fight was actually going to happen. But um, she obviously uh, decided to, to take another fight. um, um just to get maybe a bit of experience. But uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know right now what's happened with that fight, but um, I mean, I think it'll be a huge event in itself and she's obviously a lot bigger than me as well. Uh, it'll be an interesting matchup and if that fight ever does happen, I, I, I'd be very happy to, to take that fight. I, I know that she's very eager for that fight to happen as well, so we'll see what happens.
0: That could be Croke Park, right?
6: Yeah, I think so, actually. Yeah. What no, I'm at my manager here.
0: Who's that, Brian? <laughs> yeah, Brian's not
6: here, but Tomas is here.
0: Oh, Tomas, the man. Okay, uh, yeah, let's yeah. get it. Let's get <laughs> it happening. Tomas, Brian, yeah, Eddie, yeah. everyone needs to come together. <laughs> Can I tell you the one I would love to see, like a, a, a personal sort of dream matchup for yeah. me involving you? It's you versus Holly Holm. I would love to see that. I think that would be incredible, yeah. and I kind of felt like there was a chance. Mm-hmm. She has one fight left on her UFC deal. I feel like there's a better chance of you versus Holly than you versus Chris. What do you think?
6: Yeah, that's actually um, a potential opponent as well. We've actually spoken to Holly Holmes team before as well, and she's obviously uh, she's she's coming from a boxing background, so she has more she has a lot more boxing experience, obviously than that Chris Cyberg. Um, that would be a huge fight in itself, and. Um I'd be very, very happy to take that. I think she she's been she's spoken about that before herself and um I think that that fight could be very, very easily made. So I'd be very I will be very excited about that matchup.
0: Do you think of those three names that I'm talking about, there's any possibility that your next fight is against one of those three people if all goes well on Saturday against Karen? What do you think?
6: Uh between Chris Cyber, Holly Holmes and
0: Amanda. Do you think there's any chance the next one is against one of those three?
6: Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm I'm happy to step and dream with anyone, Ariel. So (laughs) whoever my team say, um, I'm very, very happy. I just want to fight the best. I want want to be involved in these big, big fights. And whoever that may be, I'm I'm very happy to to step and it against. Uh,
0: I saw this thing that came out um, last week, Katie. It was unbelievable. I just want to make sure that I get it correct. There was a... um, a poll that came out and it was from Sports Pro and they released their annual list of the most marketable athletes in the world. I'm I'm assuming you Mm -hmm. saw this list and you Mm -hmm. were ranked number 47. You were the first boxer. You're the first fighter to appear. Like it was you before anyone in the world of boxing. um, uh, You didn't know about this.
6: No, I I had no idea about that actually.
0: I mean the names Um, on this the top 10 is Ronaldo, Serena Williams, Lewis Hamilton, LeBron mm -hmm. James. And then there's no fighter until you at 47 of the most marketable damn, athletes yeah. on the planet. Does that blow your mind?
6: It does blow my mind. I'd love, to, I'd love to get a few sponsorships with that as well. Yeah, <laughs> come on. What's
0: happening here? Why, <laughs> where, where's Nike? Where are all these – I know you, you treat uh, – Gymshark, yeah. they treat you very well, right? I see all the great stuff. Yeah. But is there a part of you that feels like, all right, you know, when am I going to be – I know you're not motivated by this stuff. But I feel like it's time that you cash in after all these years. I mean, you are
5: yeah, no,
0: women's sports is yeah. so popular, and you're such a great role model for people. I don't mean to, you know, just like you know, bl- blow all the smoke your way, but it's time you cash in already.
6: Yeah, aim aim that. <laughs> I, mean, I, I would I would love to to, to be a, to have a huge sponsorship deal, obviously, but it's it's very very hard apparently for, for fighters for whatever reason to to get these sponsorship deals. Well, um. But, yeah, you're right. But money isn't the most important thing to me, but it is very, very important. Obviously, you want to make as much money as you can uh, by the end of your career. And um, But I, I guess I'm not doing too badly, I suppose. Uh,
0: just a couple more things, and I'll let you go. And thank you so much for the time. Could I just ask, I know that the uh, the women's Irish national team is killing it. They just, I think, seven medals recently, and there's yes. a lot of great up-and-comers. Yeah. And, it, mm. uh, you know, there's this thing, you know, there's... Um, I come from Canada and uh, basketball used to not be popular in Canada at all. Uh, But there was an athlete named Vince Carter who played for Toronto. And now 20 years later, you're seeing a lot of kids who grew up watching him now following in his footsteps. And the Canadian basketball team is so great. Mm -hmm. I think that you are the reason why the Irish Mm -hmm. women's national team is so great. When you see them have the success, do you take pride? Obviously, as as an Irish woman, you are proud. But do you feel like you had any sort of part in what is going on now? Because before you came along, none of this was going on.
6: Yeah, I think it's absolutely incredible. Really, I think uh, the women's team right now have become a powerhouse in, in the in the world of boxing and they're winning medals on a consistent basis, but uh, in European Championships, World Championships, and and Olympic Games, and um, it's just absolutely phenomenal. We've, we've become uh, one of the most dominant countries. And um, when I was uh, involved in the amateur, amateur team, I felt, felt like I was uh, I was the only one that was actually coming back with medals. But now we have a whole a whole bunch of girls who are who are potential medalists in, in the Olympic Games again and um it's just absolutely incredible it really is. And these girls are gonna actually one of the girls that want a gold medal is a girl called Amy Broadhurst who who actually was uh over with me for sparring before the Amanda Serrano fight. She's a fantastic southball and um and just a great great uh, great great fighter. I think she's gonna do great things in, in in professional boxing as well when she actually turns over um she, she has she just does uh, she her the world is her oyster basically basically she's a so, such a great talent Um, yeah i'm just so excited to see her progress
0: well i i hope you take a lot of pride mm-hmm. in that and know that it's in large part due to your success the final question is and it's the biggest mm-hmm. one of the entire chat will you be appearing in december on the uh the toy show the late late show their toy spectacular <laughs> are you going to make an appearance <laughs>
6: um well i'll be getting invited as suppose i will but they haven't invited the you tonight.
0: <laughs> come on i love when you show Not up yet, there but- it's it's the most heartwarming television of the year it's like i look forward to it it's yeah. incredible stuff
6: it is incredible stuff on them uh, it's uh it's probably the biggest show in Ireland every single year, every, every single person tunes in. So it's a, it's a huge night, but I'll see if I get the invite first as
0: well. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll be tuning in. Uh, I wish you the best. I'll also be tuning in on Saturday. Like I said, Katie, it's always a so huge much. honor and privilege for us to have you on. Mm-hmm. Thank you for making some time for us. Good luck to you on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Keep doing your thing. Thank you. Keep representing, keep winning. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to see what next year brings for you. I have a feeling that Croak Park fight is going to happen and I can't wait to be Absolutely. there when it does.
6: Yeah. Thank you so much, Ariel. Great speaking speak
0: to you again. All right. Take care. There she is, the one and only Katie Taylor, the greatest female boxer on the planet. And yes, I'm a huge fan. I think she's unbelievable. I think she is breaking barriers left and right. I think the reason why we saw Savannah Marshall and Clarissa Shields and Alicia Baumgartner and Michaela Mayer just a couple of weeks ago, and yes, I screwed up on that pick, is because we saw Serrano Taylor right over there. You see it right there. Station. Uh, I do want to let you know that today's program is brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. UFC 300 is here. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, is giving new customers a shot to turn five Buccarinos into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any UFC 300 bet. So uh, there's a lot of close fights. Jamal Hill, Alex Pereira, is a close one. Um... One that is of interest to me: Kayla Harrison, Holly Holm going the distance. Um, obviously, Zhang Wei Li is a big favorite. The biggest favorite on the card is actually Bo Nickel against Cody Brundage. That may not be a surprise to you. Uh, so, there's a lot of interesting things on this card, and the place to be for it all is DraftKings Sportsbook. So, go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code the MMA Hour. New customers can bet five bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DMAR. The, the crown is yours. Gambling pronto call 100 Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.100gambler.net. In New York, call 877 8 hope Y or text hope Y. that's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resorts in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire. 168 hours after issuance, cdkng.com slash mma.com, yes, uh, for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Taylor Serrano. And I think it would be a huge mistake, and I hope they're all listening. I hope MVP is listening. I hope Eddie Hearn is listening. I hope they're all listening. It would be a huge mistake if they don't make this rematch. Show the men that you get it done when they can't. Show the men that while they talk a big game, you guys get it done. You deliver for the fans. It would be massive for boxing. This was massive, and look what happened as a result. Make the fight happen. Croke Park, Serrano won her last fight. Enough with this, all right? Eddie, Jake, put your differences aside. Deliver for the people. Make the fight happen. Croke Park, April 2023. Show the world that the women can get it done when the men can't get it done. We're getting Chazora Fury 3. We're getting Terrence Crawford against some other guy. What are you talking about here? Show the world that, much like in the world of UFC and MMA, you can deliver for the fans. That's the fight that we all want. Cyborg would be fun. Holly would be fun. But if we don't get that rematch and we don't get a Katie Taylor fight in Croke Park, what are we doing here? And by the way, how is no one sponsoring this young woman? I mean, she is, I'm seeing some people here, Alex Morgan, she's number eight. And she's huge, and is huge. Naomi Osaka, she should be just as big as them. She is as good of a role model, if not better than all of them. How is she not on that list? Gold medalist, undefeated, returns to action this Saturday. What a day it's going to be, October 29th. Karen Elizabeth Carabaja, who, by the way, is of Argentina, no slouch herself, Undefeated, 19-0, and 0, defending the WBA, WBC, IBF, WBO, and the ring. Female lightweight title, 136 pounds. Tremendous stuff.
3: Enjoying that water there?
0: Ah, it's fantastic. I mean, isn't she the greatest? Yes. I was going to mention, by the way, that you picked against her.
3: You know, I still think that fight was a draw. You do? Yeah.
0: I hate the uh I hate the five five rounds. Like I hate the fact that it's ten, so it could be a five five. Why don't they make it eleven? Right?
3: Because this fight goes to ten. What do you mean? It was a reference to a movie.
0: Oh. Very excited. All right. Um, So you got that. You got Lomachenko. You've got um, Bellator Milan. You've got UFC. Arnold Allen, Calvin Cater, big time fight at 145 pounds. And then you've got Jake Paul. GC, you watching all of them or what? Every single one.
4: Action on all of them? Uh, I can't. Maybe the Lomachenko, no. But other than that, yeah. By
0: then, I mean that's going head to head with. uh,
4: With Paul Silva, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Georgia plays Florida this weekend, too. Wow, what time?
0: 3.30. 3.30, Georgia plays Florida. So that'll be done by 6.30, right?
4: Yeah, I guess uh, Bellator Milan on a side TV. Right. Is that a big one? Is Georgia doing well? Undefeated.
0: Number one team in the country. Really? Yeah. Number one. By the way, Syracuse not doing too bad. I know they lost on the road to Clemson, but not doing too bad, right? Aren't they like 14, 15, 16, something like
4: that? Yeah, they were around there before they lost. Yeah. What are they now? Big, I don't know, actually. Big matchup coming up for Georgia. Number three, Tennessee. That's When's that? The week after Florida. Oh, wow. SEC football, baby. SEC football, big stuff going on.
0: And let me ask you this. What gets you more excited these days? Like a big MMA
4: fight or a Georgia, you know? clash of the titans same same level Mm. i'll have the same level a year ago you wouldn't have said that no shot but ufc 280 i was just i'll be you know is georgia tennessee level of excitement wow and what's the line for the florida one i actually don't know i haven't even looked but we're gonna bet on georgia occasionally occasionally i mean i got i got all the emotional interest in it so exactly that's why i never
0: feel the need people are like oh you want to bet on the bills you want to bet on the knicks I take it too personally when they lose, what do I need to, you know, add insult to
4: injury, you know? At at this point, too, with Georgia being undefeated, if they lose, I'll be hurt enough. Right. If they make it to the national championship, are you going again? Nah. Enough? Nah, it just ain't in the budget. It's in L.A. this year. It's going to be tougher to get out there. SoFi? Yeah. Man, SoFi's got everything this year. (laughs) I know.
0: They got WrestleMania, too.
4: Oh, it's Super Bowl last year. Super Bowl last year. I mean, what a what a twelve month stretch for them. Yeah, I mean, beautiful stadium. So, have you been? No, huh. never even been to L.A. Wow, that's crazy. Where's the most west you've been? San Francisco. Got oh, family. that's pretty I west. I mean, it's just as west as L.A. Yeah. Have you been to Arizona? Yes. Really? I was times went to Arizona this year, man. Waste Management LFA One Twenty Four. Oh, that's right. <laughs> How could you forget LFA One Twenty Four? Oh, that's right. W- was that Phoenix? Yeah, I've been to Arizona a few times. Flagstaff. Any uh, any trips to Glendale? Mm, Glendale's right around that area. Yeah,
3: You were Scottsdale. I was in Scottsdale, yeah.
4: Got any tips for me? Uh, Nope. Frank would be your guy for that. Just enjoy it. I mean, the scenery is unbelievable out there.
3: Glendale's not the greatest, but the area that the fight's at is pretty cool. Thanks a lot, Frank. Yeah.
0: All right, well, uh, that's the... Katie Taylor side of things. Now let's talk to another headliner who's competing this Saturday, guys. Uh, it's going down at the world's most famous apex, the most epic, historic venue in all of combat sports. It's a very important fight in the 145-pound division for the first time in three years, for just the second time in eight years. Arnold Allen is fighting for a second time in a calendar year, and I was about to do a whole thing. Wait, what, is the, what does the nevermind mean, for Joe? Is he here or is he not here? He's here. Oh, okay. You said never mind. Um, No, I just – I had a whole big to-do. I had a whole big – very apologetic. Oh, my gosh. No, this is all my fault. I shouldn't have read it. Uh, Anyway, he's one of the best 145-pounders on the planet, and he's looking to cement his spot as the number one contender this Saturday in Las Vegas. He's the great Arnold Billy Allen. There he is. Hello, Arnold. How are you?
7: Good man, and
0: yourself? I'm doing great. How's things in Las Vegas?
7: Yeah, it's all right. It's not as hot as I'd like, but uh <laughs> yeah, it's cool. You would like it to be hotter? <laughs> yeah, man. Pack loads of shorts, but it's uh it's actually a little bit chilly.
0: Oh interesting. Okay, I guess the uh you know the winter season is coming up. When did you get there by the way?
7: Uh Friday. Yeah, last week, Friday morning.
0: Okay. So you were there, everyone was in Abu Dhabi. By the way, did you watch the fights?
7: Uh, no, no, I didn't. I was uh, probably just walking around town. No, you couldn't I didn't be see bothered.
0: UFC 280, massive card, Islam. You couldn't be yeah. bothered.
7: Well, not that I couldn't be bothered. I just uh, I didn't watch it.
0: Any place that you can watch uh, the Ipswich match over there? Any any bars showing uh. it?
7: <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, no, no I don't. I uh, don't imagine there is. How are they doing? Uh, how's this, what the game I don't think it's started yet
0: oh no I mean what well, they're playing today
7: yeah oh yeah. wow
0: no I mean this season how are they doing
7: oh yeah yeah no they're doing good I think they'll uh, get promoted this season
0: oh okay uh, by the way a uh, bit of an update for you they're in the third minute right now it's uh, nil nil gosh oh
7: okay yeah
0: I booked you at the same <laughs> time as an Ipswich match I
7: know man I know it's fine. Right. I can't watch it anyway
0: you can't find a stream I bet you can find a stream
7: probably far on the street do
0: you know who they're playing
7: <laughs> uh, is it Plymouth
0: uh, Port Vale
7: Port Vale yeah no I saw that earlier yeah. I'm kind of out of the loop today no Never I get it I mean, a while.
0: you've got a lot going on did you see the the Forest <laughs> uh, Liverpool match on uh, on Saturday that was something
7: no I didn't um, I Okay.
0: would oh, that go we won
7: <laughs> who's, who's we <laughs> <laughs> who's we
0: Forest of course Oh, okay, yeah, okay. yeah, oh this, yeah, I see the band. yeah, it's right here, it's right here. You know, we're all in. Um, anyway, there's uh, there's a lot of excitement here. By the way, I don't want to be that guy, but I'll be that guy for a moment. This fight should not be at the apex. I mean, this is a big time fight. Why is this fight happening at the apex? Did that bother you when you got the call that it would be at the apex?
7: Uh it didn't bother me, but I mean, I, I would have. Yeah, I don't know, a lot of people said the same thing, and um, yeah, I I agree, I agree, but it's kind of all those, all the opportunities I want. It's a main event. It's a headline and all that. Uh, it's the guy I wanted to fight. He's one spot above me. It's all those things make sense. So yeah, uh, that's kind of outshadows that for me, to be honest.
0: This feels though, you know, apex aside, this is the one that you've been searching for, right? This is the one that cements your spot as one of the top dogs at 45, right?
7: Yeah, that's it. Just, um, you know, he's, he's an elite guy. He's tough as hell. And, uh, but a win over him sort of cements my my name amongst those elite.
0: What is happening there? Is that pacer?
7: Hey, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Uh,
0: so okay, so this cements your spot. What is actually at stake? Do you have any idea? Like, is this a a number one contender fight? Is this the fight that gets you the number one contender fight? What do you think is at stake?
7: Um, I don't know. I haven't put too much thought into that. I'm just uh, I'm just planning to win, really. So. Just yeah. get
0: the job done and yeah. worry about that later.
7: Yeah, it's kind of been like the story of my whole career. Just, you know, keep on winning and uh, that'll get you where you're going.
0: Right. I feel like it's a victory in its own right that you're fighting for a second time in a calendar year. It's been a while.
7: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know it was looking a bit bleak for me, but then they offered it. I was like, yes. So, yeah, perfect.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I've <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
7: got the roller coaster now behind me.
0: Oh, really? That's wild. Are you at the yeah. New York, New York? Yeah, yeah.
7: Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Wait, I don't know if I should move it, but we're gonna see. we can see the people. Going oh yeah. Up oh
0: yeah. Oh wow! Look at that. Did you try it?
7: Yeah. You did it? No, nah, I was. We were literally just speaking about it. Um, I was here last time when I fought Gilbert Melendez, and there was a load of reviews saying that people got concussions of it. So oh I was god, like, no. Yeah, i was stay clear of that.
0: Yeah. No, thank you. So. And by the way, do you like hey, fighting the Maple in Vegas? Leafs, Vegas? The what? The Maple Leafs, yeah. Yeah,
7: no, I do. Yeah, they lost to me, Golden Knights.
0: Yeah. Uh, you like mm-hmm. fighting in Vegas? That's not your thing. No. It
7: yeah, yeah, I do. Um, it's it's cool. It's uh, you know, fighting at home is the best, obviously. But uh, yeah, it is cool. it's cool. There's just more of a, a fight week feel about it. You know, like you're, you know, There's so much going on. There's uh, a lot of noise. People. Mm. <laughs> it's just. All the good things.
0: Uh, Did you feel any kind of FOMO watching that July card at the O2 and not being a part of it?
7: No, not really, weirdly. Um, No, I just kind of felt like there was something coming up that was going to be better, bigger, and uh, kind of how I sort of keep my mind all the time, like something better is coming in. That's why we're having to wait my whole career. So it seems (laughs) to have worked out most of the time.
0: You're so close. I feel it coming. By the way, can I ask, uh, what were the emotions? I mean, I spoke to so many people from the UK when Leon won, uh, how I I hope you, were you watching live? Did you stay up for that one or did you wake up? Yeah. Oh, thank heavens! I
7: didn't stay up. I got up. Okay,
0: good. So you saw it. You saw what, how did you react when he, uh, when he pulled it off?
7: Yeah. I was jumping up and down, um, it's, uh, yeah, you know, it's really cool to see that. And, um, I think a lot of people just just thinking I said it because I trained with him. But uh, I say that people ask me how I think the fight's going to go. And from watching him in the training, I sort of, I believed he was going to win. And everyone's like, yeah, you would say that. You would say that. I was just like, okay. <laughs> so I'm, I'm happy as well as the people you were Oh,
0: my God. It w- yeah. was such a great moment and such a great moment for the scene. Uh, now they're talking about a UK stadium show, maybe in Wales, somewhere like that. I feel like you win this fight. You're getting a massive fight on that card. Have you... Uh... Have you heard that, or do you feel the same?
7: Uh, I mean, I'd, I'd assume the same, but I, I haven't. Uh, I'm again, I haven't put any thought in it past this fight. Uh, you know, he's he's a tough guy. I'm not, I'm not looking guy. past him, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that would be awesome to be part of uh, a stadium show. Was it the? Um, they changed the name of the stadium, didn't they? Was it the Principality? Principality
0: Stadium, yeah, in Wales. Yeah. It would be incredible. Yeah, be really cool. I was there actually uh, last month for uh, WWE Clash at the Castle. Did you watch that?
7: Yeah, I did. I did. it. You did. That's uh, pretty special arena. Yeah. I didn't watch it all, but I watched some. Oh. I was watching it with friends, and they didn't like it, so I had to turn it off.
0: Uh, are you a big wrestling fan?
7: Uh not anymore. Like I am, but I kind of like grew up watching it. You know, uh, that's sort of one of the things that got me into fighting. Sure. I always liked Stone Cold. That, that was my guy.
0: That was your guy, huh?
7: Yeah, yeah, I love Stone
0: Cold Steve Austin, yeah. When, when, you, uh, when you saw Leon do his thing, did it give you hope for your own career? Like, I feel like there's a lot of similarities between you and Leon. Like, you're both kind of quiet. You're not brash guys, but all you do is win. Obviously, both from UK, yeah. trained together. But, like, I feel like you're just kind of very similar. Did you feel like, okay, my time is coming soon. This gives me hope? Yeah,
7: Uh. yeah, definitely, definitely. Like, he's... um. He's sort of like laid the, the groundwork for that, sort of, you know, the sort of humble, shy, quiet guy. I don't know if he's shy like me, but yeah. Um, yeah, you don't need to. Obviously, before, you know, George St. Pierre, he wasn't really one for talking crap on people. And obviously, he's one of the most famous or most revered champions of all time, sort of thing. So it can be done. But something seemed to have got lost after that. And then it had to be like the talking. And, you know, people were trying to fast track their careers by doing that i get it but um yeah then khabib obviously he was not really trying away he talks but not like you know not too bad but yeah he's quite a humble champion um, now islam. islam yeah Machab.
0: but i have to say uh lately i mean i know you're not much of a talker. right you don't you know puff your chest out as a t- you have been on fire on social media I mean, the tweets lately have been on fire. So much so, I actually wanted to pull a couple up and ask you some follow-up questions, if I may. Is that possible? Of course. Okay. Um, Let's pull some of these up here because I think that they have just been some of your best work to date. Uh, Here's one. Here's the first one. Big Pace turned up with five boiled eggs and a Yorkie bar for the road trip today. Lovely. Lovely. Why is that <laughs> clearly not something that you were excited about? Your your father showing up with the five boiled eggs and the Yorkie bar. Why does that lead to yeah. a lot of gas or something? What are we uh, dealing with oh, there?
7: He stinks <laughs> at the best of times, but um, yeah, it's be because we always have these like debates while we're driving and about obviously like eating healthy and you know also a strong man diet. On this, he doesn't really know that much about eating healthy, <laughs> so we turn up with five boiled eggs and a Yorkie chocolate bar, and uh, yeah. It was just fine the whole way. So I had to have the roof. <laughs> I had to just have all the windows down the whole way. So, yeah, that wasn't pleasant. Is this
0: for the three-hour drive to the Edwards Gym? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Shower's Show. in though, right?
7: Yeah, showers in. So okay. no more truck stop. I might just pop in down then, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, you still, you still are popping in for old times' sake.
7: No, I don't. But I, I might. I might. Do. Okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> All right. Let's go to the next one here. Oh, uh, my face. Uh, oh wait. Um. Uh, th- here's an interesting one. October fourth yeah. at one oh. thirty-one a.m. That's our time. So I'm guessing that's six thirty-one. You just tweeted that might not have been a fart. Who? What are you referencing here? It's just kind of out of nowhere. <laughs>
7: um. Yeah. So a little bit. Of, <laughs> a little bit of follow-through on there. <laughs> What? Uh, what it was happened. that? Who are you t- talking to? That that happened. That happened on a Friday. Yeah.
0: What happened?
7: Oh, I had a bit of bad signal, I think. Okay. <laughs> um, I was out in the desert and uh, you know exploring, and I ate something that I haven't had in a while by accident. I had a, I I got stitched up. I had a bit of bacon. In my um in my omelet, and I don't eat bacon anymore it got me it got me good and um yeah my, my yeah I, I did one of those
0: okay interesting i, I j- i'm just curious like uh, what compels you to just tweet that with no real context attached to it
7: i think that's what's funny about it there's no yes, context
0: that's good i agree i just was curious if you agreed uh here's another one that i wanted to ask you about
7: but it's, you know it's true it may have happened.
0: Uh, best thing about restaurants with dim lighting is that it'll hide any pea splash you get on your khakis. <laughs> is this from experience or what?
7: <laughs> these are all real live situations that happened in that moment. <laughs> uh, none of these are fabricate. Um Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That happens.
0: Oh, yeah. It does happen. <laughs> these things happen. Uh, here's another one for you. Um <laughs> you uh, you didn't like the fact that they are. I hear Tesco. This is about them raising the Tesco prices, right? Uh, you said uh, that's shit. What? Why? Uh, why are they doing this? Have you heard about this? A lot of people are very upset uh-huh. about the text, the sandwiches, do right? They
7: call it like shrinkflation. Everything starts shrinking.
0: Mm-hmm. Two quid for a ham sandwich yeah, um, for half a ham sandwich.
7: Yes. Yeah, yeah. So like uh, at Tesco, you usually have like a coster in it. You know, you've been doing that your sure. for coffee. Yeah. And they always have like really expensive food in there. Like the food you can get a sandwich at Tesco which is cheaper. Then you go over there and then they do that. But this is just taking the biscuit, getting half a sandwich for double for the price.
0: That's crazy. Are you done with them because of this?
7: Mm. Yeah, I think so. And mm. the meal deals have gone up. They're up three pound ninety now
0: is there is there a competitor that you can go to? Well,
7: no, they're all going, up. They're all going the, up. that's how I measure the inflation. It's literally by the sandwich prices. Right. Yeah.
0: Okay, uh just a couple more here we have for you. Just want to ask you some <laughs> uh lots of sheep out on about uh lots of sheep out and about today, guys. Keep your wits about you. These are sheep on the 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 road.
7: Yeah,
0: like literal sheep. Yeah. So you just wanted to let the people mm. know that there were sheets, sheeps out and about. <laughs> Public service announcement.
7: Yeah, I believe it was just
0: sheep. Yeah, sheep, sheep. Mm. Yeah, like bad. sheeps. Yeah. just sheep. Oh, just like, oh, there's no plural yeah. for sheep? Okay. Um,
7: yeah.
0: Yeah, you're right. You're probably right. i
7: pretty sure it's sheep.
0: Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, what about this one coming up? <laughs> Um this is from the uh, following day you let the world know that the the roads were clear today then bastard sheep kept clear so that was a good update.
7: Yeah, yeah there's like there was a road sign and it said animals in road and there was like you know i think it was sheep crossing the motorway or something they mm. shouldn't have been there so then the next day the road was clear so no sheep.
0: Uh, I appreciate. That. <laughs> Do we have any other ones guys? <laughs> Oh, yes. Uh, Here's one from a couple of days ago. Just landed in Phoenix. Tesco, what the fuck? But I wasn't sure what you were referring to. (laughs) Is there a Tesco in Phoenix?
7: No. um, So as I landed, I discovered the prices for the meal deals had gone up. I don't know. It was like 10% at least or something.
0: (laughs) As you landed, you found out about this. You found out about this as yeah, you landed. Yeah, I had
7: about a million people tweeting me to tell me.
0: Okay, all right, wow. Pretty much, yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, there's just one left here. Uh, never a winner when you blow that arsehole out of your favorite pants. Thumbs down.
7: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> what happened?
7: Uh, again, literally what it says. Um.
0: Uh, no, I know, but what what happened? Were you uh, no, bending like, over? No,
7: my favorite pants. Yeah. No, no. So, like, when, when I say pants, as well, I mean underwear.
0: Oh, yeah, okay. Not, not trousers. Okay, okay. Um, Sorry, good point. All right. I thought pants.
7: They all seem to have like a rip in them where the uh, the butthole is. I don't <laughs> know why that is, but um, they all seem to get a hole there. I have to throw them away. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Um, yeah.
0: Do you ever hang on to them just so, you know, you like them so much that you wear them a couple of times with the hole, or once there's the hole, you get rid of them right away?
7: I wear them way more than a couple of times oh, okay. with the hole. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I figure out how it happens. I just wear them to death because they're like my favorites.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the
7: comfiest ones. I don't want to get rid of them.
0: No, I, I understand. I don't blame you. Well, I mean, again... <laughs> There's some people who do the trash talking. I'm sure thing. you do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, we all do. Uh, even like where the elastic is, sometimes it starts to rip, but you don't want to part with them, right?
7: Yeah, no, exactly.
0: So like I said, a lot of people do the trash talk thing. You're killing it on social media. The, the YouTube is doing mm-hmm. great. The content that you're putting up is great. I feel like it's all coming together for you. You're really hitting your stride.
7: Yeah, I uh, yeah I haven't been on the YouTube in a minute, but uh, I've got some good ideas for November, so we'll do some stuff after this.
0: Okay, and uh, I'm curious to see how it all plays out. You know, the champ is going up to 55. How do you think he's going to do at 55, Volkanovski? You think he's going to have success there?
7: Uh, yeah, I I think he'll do well. Um, I'm pretty—he's good, man. He's pound for pound number one for a reason, so. I'm sure if he's uh, if that's the move he's making, um, I'm sure he's he's going to make a good effort. He's not going to go up there and look out of place.
0: Sure. By the way, any trips to Montreal?
7: Um. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Probably in a few months.
0: Okay. Well, I wish you the best. Can't wait for the fight this Saturday. Good luck to you. Big spot Thanks, for man. you. Long overdue. Uh. Keep up the great work. Keep up the great tweets as well. The great content. We appreciate it very much over here
7: thanks man I appreciate it
0: alright talk to you soon and go Ipswich go uh, go watch the match uh, they're, you know they're yeah. in the thick of it here I
7: know, I know I'm going to try and see alright thank you mate.
0: alright talk to you soon there he is Arnold Allen good luck to him this Saturday big fight against Calvin Cater at the Apex such a nice guy what a t- I mean GC was uh, showing me those tweets before the show
3: I love how all the tweets were like
8: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S Y L V A N 29.com.
0: He doesn't really like give you a lot in terms of explanation He's because like it's, they there. Just, it's yes. just that's it. Like he literally is talking about sheep on the road. Did I say sheeps? He that was, did. That was yeah. a mistake on my part. Yeah. What else is like that? Moose? Right? Um, Fish? Deer. Deer. Yeah. What else? I feel like there's a few others. Sure. Yeah. Um, Let's see where uh, Arnold is slotted here. Minus 120 for Arnold Allen right now. Calvin Cater plus 100. What do you guys think?
3: We'll have to find out.
0: Do you see you're laying lumber?
3: Oh, yeah.
4: Yeah? Big line movement in this fight. What All do you mean? Open as a pretty big underdog. Really? Let's yeah, see. I want to say he opened at like plus one eighty or something. Plus one fifty, according to best fight odds. DK Sportsbook. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, it's come down. He's the favorite pretty much across the board. Jumped up to as big as plus one seventy. How's that uh, Anderson Silva Jake Paul line? Uh, it's plummeting towards Jake Paul. I, I I really did a a bad number taking Silva so early. Would you Draft... still – if if the odds were what they were, you'd be even more into silver, right? This doesn't make you feel any different. No. It's, interesting it's like wonder... shocking me that Jake yeah. Paul is minus 185 now on DraftKings. It's a weird thing. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's because,
0: you know, he posts those great highlight videos and people see that and they're like, oh, yeah. He's I the think man. some
4: people think it's Rick. Really? I think some people do. That is just like oh, set up for Jake Paul to win. I mean, that's just dumb.
0: Great tweet here from Nicholas. Is there any show in the world that goes from I know what you did last summer to the best female boxer to ever live to pee sprayed khakis? <laughs> oh, best female boxer to ever live to, to pee sprayed khakis. I mean, it's a great, you know, it's a great question. I don't know if there is one. I'm I, think s- his,
4: I think his reactions made it funnier. I was dying back here. Especially, I think the delay made it funnier also.
0: He's great. He's amazing. By the way, um, you guys have never seen I Know What You Did Last Summer?
3: You know, I have seen it. And I respect your decision to say that that's the scariest movie you've ever seen. No, that wasn't the question. No, that's what I heard.
0: The question was, what's your favorite scary movie?
3: Okay, just humor me for a second.
0: You ever see uh Wait w- a minute. W- yeah, yeah.
3: Why is it your favorite?
0: Oh, 100% because of Jennifer Love Hewitt. Jennifer Love Hewitt in her prime was a pound for pound great. Also, Freddie Prince Jr., my guy. Sarah Michelle Geller? His wife. Freddie Prince, legend. Freddie Prince, good personal friend of mine. Text friend. Now, of course, when I saw the movie, uh, you know, I had no idea. That we'd become friends, but it actually is a very scary movie. Scream was scary. Scream was funny, but also scary. You guys saw Scream, right? There was some funny parts. David Arquette, Courtney Cox,
3: Matthew Willard.
0: Don't know who that is. Um, Uh,
3: Scream.
0: I want to ask you and the whole team what their favorite scary movie is, not what's the scariest movie you've ever seen. I guess
3: I just. Wouldn't even expect those to be considered scary
0: movies. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't go like hardcore scary. What's the Wax Museum one? You ever see that one?
3: The something about dolls? Oh, uh,
0: House of of Wax. Wax. House of Wax. I saw that in theaters with my girlfriend, now wife. Have
3: you seen Candyman?
0: Candyman. Is that the one that you have to say three times? Yeah. No. I'm not a big scary movie guy. I don't understand these people that love scary movies. I get it like who wants to feel scared
3: i mean it's it's uh, who wants
0: to be uncomfortable
3: the same people who watch ufc fights that turn into bloody messes
0: it's not the same chucky no no
3: chucky used to terrify me when i was
4: small had a a doll doll. that like uh, i can't even remember what it was called but it was like a look-alike doll when i was like three and i Threw it out because I was so scared of Chucky. Chucky
0: was terrifying and now he's uh he's enjoying a renaissance.
4: I mean he's a superstar now.
0: So he's got a show. I think uh our friend Devin Sawa is on it. On I think USA Network, right? But the movie wasn't called Chucky, it was called Child's Play right. Correct? Right. Yeah, he was great. He was great. Problem Child, have you ever seen that one? No?
3: Say it again, I'm sorry.
0: Problem Child. Have you seen Problem Child? Was yeah. That, the
3: show that, was, this weekend? that was pretty funny. Oh, yeah.
0: That is a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. You
3: Problem like Little Nicky? Is that one of your other favorite <laughs> movies? <laughs>
0: wasn't the best Adam Sandler offering, if I'm being honest. I think honest. I actually skipped it. Thankfully. Yeah, it wasn't a great one. The voice got a, It was like... Little Nicky's a good Saturday Night Live skit. It's not a great movie, if you know what I'm saying. Some of his later stuff, not as good as some of the other... I mean, he had a stretch there... Where he went from Billy Madison to Happy Gilmore to Big Daddy
3: and real quick, to Waterboy, My Bloody Valentine. I think that's Canadian. Yeah. My Bloody
0: Valentine it sounds from like a 80s. band. Is that a band? Uh,
3: there was a band from Ireland that named or Scotland that named themselves after it.
0: Okay, no, I'm not familiar with that one.
3: Pretty good. Yeah, good old slasher film.
0: All right. Well, maybe uh, Fabian Edwards has a a say in this conversation. Let's move along to him. So we spoke to Katie Taylor, one half of the main event for that DAZN card. Speak to Arnold Allen, who of course is going up against Calvin Cater. We'll speak to him in a bit as well. But Fabian Edwards has a big fight on the Bellator card in Milano, in Milan, Italy. Big spot for him coming off his big win over Leona Machida back in May. It's Bellator 287. It's Fabian Edwards versus Charlie Ward. First time we get a chance to speak to Fabian Edwards. And there he is. Hello, Fabian. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm good. I keeping.
0: I'm keeping well, my man. Thank you very much. It's great to have you on. By the way, your favorite scary movie of all time? What's what's number one for you? Are you a big scary movie guy? Uh,
1: not really. No, not yeah, really. I agree. But I watched I watched Smile the
0: other day. Smile. Smile. Yeah, that was
1: scary. A little bit scary.
0: You guys know Smile over there? Like yeah. The new
1: one.
0: Oh, I didn't know that one. All right. You watch. You you yeah. recommend it.
1: I recommend it. I recommend it.
0: Okay. Uh, all right. Well, it's good to have you on for the first time, my friend. You've got uh, a big fight coming up in Milan. Can I ask you, were you at all surprised that you went, with all due respect, I'm not sure, but Leo Machida's yeah. a legend. You went from Machida yeah. to Charlie Ward. I was a little bit surprised that you went from Machida to Charlie Ward. Were you surprised? I was
1: surprised as well. If, if I was honest, I, I didn't really want the fight. I wanted somebody else. I wanted Missassi. You know what I mean? So um, I wanted Musasi or John Sorter, um, for a rematch. And that's what they gave me. You know, they gave me they gave me Ward. So it, it is what it is, isn't it? Uh,
0: did you try to push back? Did you say, hey, can I get Musasi? Can I get one of these guys? And what did they say?
1: They said, um, just fight Ward, someone else. And then, and then get a world title shot. So they gave me the path. I thought, okay, cool. Uh, I'll, I'll just do that, you know. I followed the good path, to be honest. Ward one more fight than a world title shot,
0: so yeah. Okay, and did you feel like you were lacking motivation at all, getting up for a Charlie Ward after beating, a? I mean, you just beat a former UFC champion, Leona Machida, and you beat him very convincingly. Yeah. Were, were you Were you searching for that motivation? Were you lacking motivation?
1: No, 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 nah, no, 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 not a chance, because obviously my brother just won a world title, and I'm like one or two fights away from a world title shot myself. Yeah. I mean, so... Motivation. The motivation wasn't really Charlie Ward, it was it was just me and it. You know what I mean? I was just more I was more focused on what I need to do to get myself to a world shot a world title shot, you know. So yeah, there was there was no like there was no slacking for me. Wait a
0: second, your brother just won a world title. Which world title? Ah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Leon headshot. What was it? Can you tell me what what you, like internally? It's one thing for me to talk about it, it's one thing for the fans. That's your brother. You saw him do it, you yeah. were there. Could you even put into words what it was like to see him do that? Especially considering how much time was left and how that fight was going.
1: Um, nah, I can't even put it can't put into words. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, you can say you're over the moon and all of that, but you just can't put it into words because the feeling is something else. You know what I mean? It's um, it's crazy. It's crazy. Even now, when I watch back the um, I watch back the fight, or I watch back the um, the little clip, I still feel those emotions. You know, it's a, it's a mad thing.
0: Unbelievable. How many times have you watched it? I can't,
1: I can't even tell you. Ah. I yeah, honestly, it's crazy.
0: The clip of, uh, you know, the activity in between rounds and the motivation with the Rocky music and all that, I feel like I've watched that a thousand times. I'm sure you've seen it yeah. a bunch of times too, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, I've seen it loads,
0: loads. Now, be honest with me. That's your brother. You can say it. Like, has he changed since becoming champ? Like, is he getting a big head? Is it getting to be too much? Nah. It's still
1: the same. <laughs> Right, you know, what I mean, he's still the same guy. So, to us, he's still the same person. You know, he just just obviously got the gold belt, and obviously he's achieved that goals. But yeah, still the same guy, to be honest.
0: The ego hasn't gone bigger. He's not Mister Big Shot now.
1: No, nah, he's not walking around with his t shirt off and shit like that. Uh-huh. Nah, it's, it's, not, it's not that. Much yet. you know, and he's, chilled. he's just a calm guy. You know,
0: respect. I'm happy to hear that. Not surprised as well. What did that do for you? Like, do you feel like now? I mean, obviously you're proud of him. It's great, but like. Did that give you motivation? Did that did that inspire you? How would you describe what it has done for you now to see your brother climb that mountain and, and reach the mountaintop? How do you feel like that has, you know, played an effect or some kind of impact on your career?
1: Um, Definitely motivation, you know what I mean? Because I've said 2023, both going to be holding both titles, you know what I mean? And obviously he's done his part, so it's up to me to do my part now, you know? So it's definitely motivation, not even pressure or anything. Just it's yeah, motivation. I think he's inspired a lot of guys as well in Birmingham because he's the first one to do it. All from the UK, you know. What I mean, he never left his camp or anything. So yeah, it's like motivation, inspiration. Like it's everything. It's, and it's everything.
0: It, do you still live? You still live in Birmingham as well, right? Yeah. Do you feel that inspiration? Like do you, do you feel that? Um... Things have changed the way people view your family, the way people view him, the way people have reacted to this. Like, can you sense that as well?
1: Yeah, definitely can sense it. Especially like even me, I one I that fought, but I go out and people recognizing me even more. Wow, you know what I mean? And uh, it's just crazy, just the the knock on effect that it's had on everyone. The gym's more full, you know what I mean? With more kids in. It's just it's a it's a mad feeling.
0: Wow. Um. Early on, when you decided to to sign with Bellator, were were you ever close to signing with the UFC? I will admit, I was surprised that Leon's brother went the Bellator route. Were you close to signing with the UFC?
1: Um, at the time, I was like five and zero. Oh. Yeah, you know, I was five. So, um, we spoke to them. They said I needed a few more fights, you know. And um, at the time, Bama's just collapsed. You know, I had like kids on the way and stuff, so I thought like, I need to eat. You know, what I mean, so. Yeah, I saw my brother. They've been good to me so far, so I can't really complain.
0: You're happy with them. They treat you well. You, you, you feel like you're in a good spot with them.
1: Yeah, I feel good. I feel good. You know, um, yeah, I feel good. I, I, my thing with them was as long as you can keep me active, because I, I used to have when I was amateur and stuff. I used to have seven fights in a year. You know, what I mean, I was constantly fighting every month. So my main problem was, can you keep me active? And yeah, it slowed down a bit over the COVID time, but I think it'll pick up.
0: You've had an extensive amateur career, more extensive than most. You you had multiple fights. Uh I have the the number right here. You you went 9 and 0 I think it was as an amateur, correct? Uh not nah, 10? 10 and <laughs> 0, excuse me. All right, 10 and 0. Um a lot of guys don't do that. Maybe one, maybe two. Why did you why did you stick around as an amateur for so long?
1: Cuz like, I started late, so I started training at 22. You know what I mean? Like so before I didn't do anything. So my my main thing was rather than rushing, and 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 effing it up, I'm able to take my time, build my amateur build my amateur on record, and by the time I jump over to to the pro, everyone's gonna already know me. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's the route I had to take, and it kind of worked out because straight away I was signed to a big promotion in the UK.
0: And 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 what were you doing before 22? Like what were you doing before you got into this?
1: Um. I was naughty, but I was also doing carpentry. I was in carpentry. I was in carpentry, you know, I was qualified carpenter. So, yeah, just doing that, to be honest.
0: And was it your brother who got you into this?
1: Nah, <laughs> nah. You know, like, he never, like, told me, come fight. You know what I mean? I like, go and fight. It's, um, I just thought, cause I've, always, I've always been able to fight, you know, like, not <laughs> professionally, but yeah, right. I've always been able to handle myself, you know, and, um... I thought, let me me just give it a go. I tried it. I went in there. I got battered. (laughs) I got battered by everyone, which kind of fueled me to go back even more so I can get better. And yeah, just started from there.
0: Was it the same gym that he was at?
1: Yeah, yeah, same gym, UTC. And so when you were seeing
0: him do his thing, like you weren't thinking like, oh, maybe I should go this route. It was Like it had nothing to do with him?
1: No, just like. I wasn't really, I mean, I wasn't really thinking, okay, he, cause he started when he was like 16, almost 17, you know, so um, I wasn't really looking, thinking I want, I want to do it, you know, so yeah, just kind of just a, a late thing. I just decided to, I thought, let me try, you know.
0: And how soon into that experience were you like, okay, this is something that I like, that I want to do, this is going to be my new career?
1: I think I started my second amateur <laughs> After my second amateur, I went in there and I thought, nah, I can do something with this. You know what I mean? I actually thought, I can do something. I know some people are delusional, but I thought, nah, I can definitely do something. And I just took it and just went, like, full force with it.
0: Wow. Were you nervous in the the, uh, the early amateur days?
1: Yeah. I remember my first fight. I felt, like my first fight, So I'm in the changing room, getting ready. And my guy never turned up, but they never told me. Huh. You know, so I am like, I like, the cage, and I'm like, turning out to my brother. I'm like, who the, fuck, who the fuck is this? You know what I mean? Like, who's this guy? My brother's like, But they brought like a random guy in from the other change room with all this. What? what? <laughs> I'm looking like, so I'm like, I'm already nervous as it is, because my first fight. So I, was, I was like, run out there and like panic and like through some crazy kick, like body kick, and like the fight was stopped in like four seconds. Wow. You know what I mean? So I didn't even get a chance to even like get into it, but yeah, it was a bit mad.
0: That was Jordan May, Budo Fighting Championships ten.
1: Yeah, yeah, a bit mad that was. They just yeah. brought
0: in some other guy and, and were hoping that you wouldn't notice.
1: <laughs> I remember turning around thinking, I don't think he was even I don't even think he was in my weight class.
0: Oh my gosh. Well it worked I don't out. Know, dude. You, uh, you wanted four out. seconds there, according to Tapology. So, so, yeah, that is, that is unbelievable. Now, um, when you started to come up, and it wasn't even that long ago, I remember hearing an interview with you on Eurobash where you were talking about you were a janitor while you were still – right before yeah. – like even while you were, when you were in Bama, you were working as a janitor as well. Is that accurate? Yeah,
1: because yeah, yeah. yeah, i done, so I done the carpentry, and then when I decided to go pro, like with the, with, the, with the apprenticeship until I passed, so I passed out my qualification. And I took the fight in full on, you know what I mean? Because I couldn't really do a full-time job and be able to train the amount I wanted to train, you know? So I just got like a, like a cleaning job, which allowed me to clean, like either like, at like 4 in the morning or either 1 or like 12 at night. Wow. You know, so, um, I go there, work like about four hours, sleep, and then go training for the day.
0: And you weren't exhausted?
1: Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course, but I had in my head I just knew eventually I'll get to this stage where I'll be earning enough not to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just get to it, keep grinding and just yeah, it's, it's kind of paid off so yeah.
0: Um and and at what point in your career did you say goodbye to the janitor job?
1: Um probably when I signed with Bellator.
0: Oh, really? So that's what you yeah, needed so you needed that security.
1: Yeah, I needed I needed I needed like a bit more money, you know. So yeah, when, I, when I um when I when I saw my Bellator, I thought like, okay I can fully like I can I can throw that to the side yeah
0: and yeah if... uh janitor for what kind of building
1: it's like a restaurant okay you know yeah so, like, restaurants, I go there and I need the cleaning. I mean you know, before it open I'll make sure I go there and get it all cleaned up you know? tough job
0: though right <laughs> I mean that's that's a really yeah. tough job well,
1: Especially when like the proper inspecting, making sure you do the job properly. Ah oh, man,
0: <laughs> What, what they were, to make sure. Were they nice about it or were they dicks?
1: Uh, it was all right. It was all right. It's funny because I remember I had to always get like get time off when I was fighting, and the lady was like to me, like, "You need to decide what you what you want to do." <laughs> She's like, "Cheese!" I'm like, "What? Is that even a thing?" I only mean, like, if you feel to. Uh, that's last It's not that she even said
0: it. She was asking you to decide between uh, a prize fighting career and a janitor career. <laughs> so, yeah. Is that when you said peace out? Yeah, I'm like, hey, I'm gone.
1: You yeah. know what I mean? I was like, and, and Bellator came. I was like, yo, I'm done." That's crazy. She
0: even asked me. Yeah. I bet you would probably, would you have stuck with it for a couple of uh, Bellator fights early on just to make some extra money?
1: <laughs> nah, because Bellator came as a solid deal. Okay. I mean, it came as a solid deal, um, Way more than than Cage Warriors and Bama. So I was like, okay, with this one, along with the management money, i will be fine. So mm. yeah.
0: What do you think about this new Bell Tour champion, Johnny Eblen? You impressed by him?
1: Um I don't know. Obviously his um his victory against he was good. Mm-hmm. You know, so I can't can't say he wasn't, you know, but he's okay. He's okay. <laughs> That's just what I think. He's he's alright
0: You're not blown away.
1: I'm not blown away. I've said everyone else, but personally, I'm not blown away. Okay. I just, it is what it
0: is. So I, I think they're going to do him versus Tokov next. And then maybe you win this one and then you get one more and, and you're, you're the guy. Is that, is that your understanding?
1: That's my understanding. Of it. I didn't even, I didn't even know he was fighting Tokov. Nothing's been said. So uh, that's, what, that's <clears throat> what I'm hearing through
0: the grapevine. That's, that's my sense of the, uh, the situation. Yeah. Do you think Musashi will be that next guy for you?
1: Hopefully, you know. I wouldn't mind having two legends on my record, you know. Um, but then this, then again, uh, has he got the motivation to come back and fight for a title? We, we don't know.
0: Were you surprised at how he fought against Eblen?
1: Yeah, I was surprised. But once the fight start, once the fight wasn't going his way, I wasn't surprised because Missassi is very flat, you know. So even when he lost to um that, um that the grappling guy, Lovato,
0: Mm. Uh Yes. Uh, Even,
1: yeah. That
0: guy. Yeah. Lovato. There, sorry.
1: Lovato. Yeah. Yeah. Even after Lovato, um, once he's losing, he doesn't just get aggressive on front and just him Just go after it. He stays behind his jab. He stays. He stays in the same rhythm. So yeah, I wasn't really surprised after like the first second like, round. You know. Hmm.
0: Uh, how many fights you have left with Bellator?
1: Um.
0: Two. Oh, interesting so you're yeah, two. That's going that's gonna be wow is that that includes charlie <laughs> they got charlie and then one more oh my god i mean you didn't tell us that little detail fabian that's a really interesting <laughs> detail because they're probably going to ask you to resign if if you want a title shot do you want to fight it out or what, what are you thinking what are
1: we thinking here um i'll probably fight it out you know i'll fight it out i'll, I'll speak to my team you know, 'cause I like to I like to make big decision like at the team effort, you sure. know what I mean? So that's speaks to my brother and my coaches, family. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens, you know.
0: Wow, okay. This is I mean it happens. it's an interesting time for the Edwards family. Interesting time for you, MMA. I feel like there's gonna be a lot of suitors coming your way.
1: Yeah, gonna be a lot. There's a lot of guys even in our gym coming through. Yeah. You know, um Yeah, it's just like everyone's just feeding off each other with energy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, everyone's
0: going to know a lot more guys from Renegade. Well, Bellator obviously they have a great thing going in the UK, but UFC as well, PFL making a big push now in the UK. So I feel like there's there's a lot of options for you here. So yes, if I were you, you know you don't need to listen to my advice. I would fight it out just for the right. I would fight it out, see what's out there for you. Play the field. Yeah,
1: I've been with Bellator for a long time, ain't I? So um, I, I definitely I fight it out. Like I said, they've all been good to me. I'll fight it out, um, and then we'll sit, we'll talk, and we'll see what's what. you know? We'll see what's out there,
0: or, yeah. You like Italy? You fan of Italy?
1: Yeah, I've been. You've been?
0: Yeah, I've been. It's great. Tremendous food, though. I mean, it doesn't really help you out this week.
1: The food ain't that good. You don't like the food? Really? Uh, Come on. Italian food? Even the pizza. The pizza's overrated? the
0: pizza that i prefer domino's at home come on baby what are you talking about domino's at home compared to true italian pizza what are you talking about
1: yeah
0: yeah 100% you like those jamaican they patties huh those are the best uh, true jamaican to, p- oh yeah where i grew up i grew up in montreal uh, in canada okay. there's a big jamaican community there and there was a place that had the jamaican patties there with i like the with the beef inside tremendous
1: yeah, that's good. That is good.
0: Yeah. What about what Jamaican food you tried? What's uh, that? I like, um, well, I don't know. Like, I, I love plantain.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: Plantain with rice, things like that. What would you call like traditional Jamaican food?
1: Um, curry mutton.
0: Mm. Curry
1: mutton rice
0: and... Yeah. yeah. Is there good spots in, in Birmingham?
1: There's a few, but they're not compared to my mom's. Uh, like, yeah. honestly, they're not compared to mom's.
0: Legend, legend. Well, a uh, very exciting time for the family. You've got a big fight coming up this Saturday. Yeah. A lot of a lot of fighting on this weekend. Uh, your teammate Arnold yeah. Allen also fighting uh, in, yeah. in the UFC. So a lot going on. Very exciting times for the team. And uh, I wish you the best, my friend. Thank you for coming on for the first time. The first of many. Yeah. Good luck to you. Thank you. And again, congrats to you and, and your family once again on uh, everything that's happened to you guys. I couldn't be happier. Uh, I had the chance to see Leon in Wales. He was there with his son and uh, some other yeah. youngsters for the wrestling event. That was so cool. You didn't come. Why didn't you show up to that? You're not a fan? He didn't invite me. Ka- did see, not. he did change. He did change. <laughs> he would have invited you six months ago. Next one. Next one, Fabian. Good luck to you, my friend. Thanks yeah, for man. coming on.
1: Yeah, cheers. Thank you.
0: All right, there he is, Fabian Edwards, one of the rising stars in Bellator, number two ranked middleweight, fighting Charlie Ward. Of course, uh, longtime. SBG, fixture: Adam Piccolotti against Mansoor Barnawi is the uh, is the main event. Saul Rogers against Tim Wild. This one kind of flying under the radar, but I like Fabian. You know, he had a bit of a rough patch there, uh, but back on track after that <laughs> scintillating win over Leota Machida back in May. Like I said knocked him out in the first round via left hooks looks and sounds exactly like leon right i mean as you would imagine brothers but like when he laughs sounds exactly like old leon same guy yeah it's amazing i love it team renegade utc ultimate training center they are on a roll uh started his career perfect nine and oh Lost a split decision to Costello, Van Stinas, and then Austin Vanderford lost a decision to him. So he's never been stopped. Also had a 10-0 amateur career. Big spot for him. All right, let's go back to Las Vegas now. Uh, The other half of the headliner this Saturday. Again, very important fight in the featherweight division. Two of the very best in that weight class going toe-to-toe. A potential number one contender fight. Crazier things have happened. It's Arnold Allen against our final guest of the day, the one and only Calvin Cater. There he is, Calvin. What's up, man? How are you?
9: Wow, uh, final guest. It's an honor. Yes, the best for last, I absolutely.
0: Like it. And don't worry, I'm not going to mention Monday Night Football or anything like that. We don't need to talk about. You know, the, not, there's nothing to talk about. So don't worry, I'm not going to bring it up. Okay.
9: <laughs> I've been real quiet, lately, Ariel. <laughs> Have your fun. Have at it, man. I had the last two decades. the least I could do.
0: We appreciate that. Thank you. That's very, very kind of you. And uh, yes, you know, uh, yesterday I texted you to come on, didn't get the reply back. I was like, wow, is Calvin mad at me? Forgot to mention that it was the new number. So now I understand why. Uh, so I'm sorry about that. You probably saw this and you were like, whoever this is, take a hike. I would imagine you would have replied had you known it was me, right?
9: Of course, of okay. course. So, I mean, honestly, you know, I'm usually at my during fight week. A lot of times, if it's important, they'll reach out to you know Tyson. Yes. But um, I still catch your old number in case you're trying to just you know pull something over <laughs> on us. You know, in case in case you don't answer this number, I'm gonna reach out to the old one in uh, case you're trying to misdirect us.
0: No, uh, I don't know who that person is. I think someone else has it. It's a bit of a mess of a situation, <laughs> Calvin. We don't have to get into that. Uh, but let's get into your situation. Speaking of a mess, by the way, Austin and June, that was a mess. What happened, man? I got to I...
9: say, I, I got to say, first and foremost, I, I didn't see the interview, but, um, my buddies told me, I got a lot of respect for the fact that, not because it was, you know, biased towards me that you told, uh, Emmett you thought that I won, but just out of respect that you kept it straight. You know what I mean? I it just, thank you. Um, two people sugar, and shit. I, don't know, I felt like I did enough, man. It's nothing against him. Same thing with sugar, Sean and Yon. It's like, it's not the fighter's fault. You know what I'm saying? It's, uh, they're out trying to just get a W, but um, I, I outstruck him. Um, I had two or three judges have me winning three of the five rounds. Uh, I, he had like, you know, what, 21 stitches or something in his eye. I had no laceration. I don't get it, man. The only thing that sucks now is I'm sitting without my win side money, and uh, and I think, you know, he might be in line for an interim title fight. But at the end of the day, all you could do is focus on the next one and, and – Earn you know everything you want in front of you so it's just on to the next one it is what it is but that last one sucked
0: was it demoralizing like how did you handle it in, in the aftermath how did it feel because it, it felt if memory serves me correct and and I did as well like it felt like a lot of people thought you had won
9: yeah not to say I've seen it was a close fight I've seen worse robberies but I mean I just felt like they got it wrong you know what I mean I would, like I said um, just just going off facts and, yeah. and I mean they don't want to talk about damage. I mean, I did more damage too. Look at look at the pictures. Look at you know, it is what it is. But um, yeah, like I said, now I'm just sitting on uh, the only thing that really affects me is the damn is the money side on the back end, and then obviously the derailment of a longer path to, to the title. But if you are who you think you are, you know, then it just takes a little longer to get there, and you've got to believe that. And um, and I do. So I know we got a, a tough test ahead of us in Arnold Allen, and um, to not give him my full focus would be a mistake and uh, he has my full attention
0: and and uh you're referring to the fact that you have like the wind show pay scale right so yeah you, that yeah. sucks man that sucks so you got <laughs> it robbed. Sucks, bro oh man. my gosh and it's 50 yeah. 50 like it's like it's half your pay
9: yeah half my fucking pay man it sucks so that's what hurts the most you know especially with this maybe a recession coming up i'm trying to you know trying to secure some some long-term money and, uh, you know, we don't get retirement in this game. You gotta be smart with it when you get it. So, uh, these are things I'm working on. And, um, but I mean, in the short of it, no one really gives a shit about all that. They just, you know, in the long term, it's like, uh, they just see whether you want a loss. They don't, they don't see the red tape and all the other bullshit. But, you know, I, I felt like, like I said, I felt like they got it wrong. And, um, I mean, at this point now, it's water under the bridge, right? Because right. it's always the next. Who's the next? Story? Who's the next fighter getting fucked? Right? <laughs> They're always onto that. It's like you know, and then it's, it's it's the next news clip, and then we're onto the next one. Yeah, how it works.
0: That is how it works. Unfortunately, uh, by the way, have you rewatched the fight?
9: Uh, I have. I have one. I think one time. I really I don't watch it much. I watch it a little bit. Um, I don't really watch many of them a lot. But um, I did rewatch it. I still felt like I did enough. I feel like the first two razor close, but. You want to talk damage i opened up his eye in the first round my arms are sore hit me with a lot of arm shots i understand the optics kind of looked you know like like i was backing up maybe or he hit my arms He was pushing after his combinations you know so like it looked like but um i mean just i climbed the cage after the damn fight i put my hands up i felt like i did enough you know everything was great austin was great all week everything was uh wonderful my sister had moved there she had a baby i just got to see the baby after uh, a month it was born he was born i can't call babies it yes 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 but everything felt good man except you know the only reason why i went there was to just get that w so i just you know all you could do is take the positives pick up move on and uh it's definitely just you know fueled um you know training and and we got to adjust and adapt. I obviously got to, you know, switch things up a little bit. I don't want to say a lot because I felt like I did what yeah. I had to do. So it's, it's, it's just confusing, you know, more than anything. But what can you do?
0: Do you think anything Nothing. could be done to change? I mean, we just saw a controversial one. Or is that just the nature of this sport? Is There's always going to be close ones.
9: I mean, I think Tyson uh, reshokes. There are mistakes, I guess. I don't know. Oh, I, he had a, I, Tyson I had them. a
0: great idea. Can you can you share that to the? He sent it to me. That was in the aftermath. No, you don't like it.
9: I no, I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm just saying like uh, like that's a whole bunch of shit. Yeah, that <laughs> I focus on fighting. You sure, know what I mean? sure, sure. I, When he told me when when he told me I had two of the three judges had me winning three of the five rounds, I was like, what? And I was really confused because I don't even get to that level. I'm just like split. I lost what. But he goes and dives in, you know, and, and uh, I mean, he's got a, a ruling system that he thinks will work uh, better. And it's kind of more of my situation, I want to say. Uh, he could break it down better than I could. Um, I don't even want to go get him, man, because honestly, people hear this type of shit. I hate talking after a loss. You seem like a poor sport loser. I get it. You know, it, it is what it is. But he's got a good idea with that. More so, I'm saying he... He reached out. I think he's doing an appeal based off, like you know, maybe Chris Lee made a mistake in that fourth, you know, because that was my most decisive round, uh, and then probably the most decisive round of the fight. And Chris Lee had it going the other way, but you know, I, I want to say there was a discrepancy. Maybe it was a mistake. Of there has been in the past of a you know red corner, blue corner, and then opposite uh, tapes and shorts, and maybe he just scored it wrong accidentally. I don't know. That's what he's he's working on me. You know I'm focused on training, fighting next guy, who's up uh, I very rarely look back and 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 do all that, but it, it's important, man, because you know I felt like I felt like something was uh wrong on that last one and something should be done about it, but at the end of the day, man, we really don't have much power to to do much, and I don't think a fight's ever been overturned that fact on no. based off that <laughs> not not one
0: so no. uh it's impossible my
9: my focus is just on the next one, man always
0: okay, but but one last thing on all this open scoring. In favor or not?
9: Why not? Yeah, I, I don't mind it. Uh, Allows fighters to let them know where they're at. I'm all about transparency and everything. You know, I don't. I, I got nothing to hide. Yeah. No one else should. I mean, what's wrong with transparency? I think everything has gone towards that. You know, over the years. So I agree. It's more and not much different. And can't hurt it. I mean, the systems already fucked up, right? Well,
0: <laughs> I agree. I agree. 100%. We gotta do something.
9: We gotta do something.
0: Hi, uh so you went from that great crowd that great new arena in austin by the way that's so crazy your your sister had just moved to austin what are the chances that you would headline a show in austin um and and i know that's crazy that's unbelievable uh and now you go to the apex kelvin come on is there a part of you that's like <laughs> apex come on you deserve better this is a big time fight
9: yeah i heard your stance on that i get it and, and it is special man being in that crowd I was that guy talking shit saying, you know, I'm just I always focus on the fight and I kinda just do. I don't really take in the crowd much. You see me walk into the cage, I don't really feed into that a lot. I'm already kinda ready to go. I don't need like the emotion of the crowd. That's kinda my always my spiel, right? That's what I say. And then after the fight though, man, holy shit, does that crowd drive you crazy when you can really take it in after the fight? But um I wait till after the fight most times to, to really take in that crowd. But it's amazing when you do. There's just really nothing like it. So uh, the Apex is definitely more of an intimate feel. I will say, uh, my family and friends—they they spent an arm and a leg, especially on this holiday weekend, uh, you know, Halloween—to yeah. get out there and watch it. That's the, that's the part I feel for. But a lot of them uh, were very happy with like getting the piece of canvas as a memorabilia thing that they weren't aware of the experience. It's you know they really enjoyed themselves. Uh, it was a little bit more secluded, so I'll, I'll say that. But for us fighters, definitely after the fight, hearing that crowd more. That's why you do this shit. That's what kept me going my first three fights, hearing them chant your name on the way out, almost disrespectfully. Even like halfway through the car, they chant my name. i my guys, like I like, might even fight like six fights. And just yeah. just hearing that, that chanting and that crowd, that support, that's what kind of kept me addicted to this shit.
0: Mm. Yeah. I, I just think you guys are two of the best fighters in your weight class. You deserve to be fighting in front of a lot of people. Like this is the major leagues of MMA. It's not me trying to be a troublemaker. You deserve that. And every other athlete is fighting in front of a big-time crowd right now. Why are you guys not? But alas, I digress. Have you been impressed with Arnold Allen? He doesn't maybe get the attention that some of the top guys at 45 do. He's not as active, and he will admit that. He's been injury hit over the last – but he's on this amazing winning streak, and he's a super tough out, and I thought he looked amazing in his last fight. Have you been impressed with him?
9: I mean, who hasn't been injury strict right. in this sport? Already, but, but yeah, of course, man. Anytime you can go nine, no in the UFC, you're doing something right. It's impressive, um, you know. But uh, you know, it's my job to go out there and, and and try to get the job done, no matter who I'm stepping against. But there's there's a lot of guys that you know, the sport's growing, man. It's evolving. You got some killers coming up, and um, and, and you got some killers ahead of us too. So it's it's a great uh, time to be a UFC fan. I feel like it's it's only gotten it's the competition's only gotten stiffer the fan grace fan base has grown it's uh it's it's awesome man i'm a fan first and foremost of the of the game and the sport i love watching it and uh i, I like what you brought up the other day too that number one contender uh fight if they if they're transparent about it yes it <laughs> would is. be nice to have five rounds too you know what i mean it's kind of cool but i mean you're edging towards the side of transparency like you're saying and and uh i don't know we'll see The it, more it's transparent always your perfect man
0: the better right everything in this sport
9: everything yeah well I could go yeah, on a... but I understand man. I run a little I run a little promotion obviously yeah. a little plug New Hampshire right but I, I I see all the time in the shit that I go through it's funny when like I see a fighter on the card this time with the to be determined it, it makes me feel good that not only us local promotions got to deal with this shit but even at the highest level man they deal with just a lot of shit behind the scenes that we're not aware of you know and I'm mindful of that but I feel like transparency for the most part you know running your business is a good is a good thing.
0: By the way, when's the last time you ran a show?
9: Uh, last time I ran a show was... Shit. It was... Uh... Man, I can't even remember now. Why am I drawing a blank? And it was August. It was August. And I got another one um, November 19th. I got oh. one three weeks after the fight.
0: Nice. And how's I business? I do the
9: Saturday before Thanksgiving. Oh. You know, the fighters appreciate that. They compete and they enjoy the holidays. I love um, that. I book that every year, but... Yeah, business is great, man. We got some good, exciting things on the back end of this fight that uh, I can't announce yet, but I'm excited to, hopefully. Uh, and, uh, yeah, things are going great, man. It's, you're seeing all these other uh, fighters, you know, getting in the promotion game. I, I think back, man, I was like 24, 25 when I kind of jumped in. And uh, and I've always kind of had the hope that, you know, fighting would complement combat zone and combat zone would complement. Uh, by fighting, it. they kind of grow interchangeably. And it's a great spot to be in, man, because I was just hopeful at the time. And, you know a lot of hard work, and what now? Uh, like fifteen uh, years later, it's it's starting to finally come to fruition. You know, um, it, it's good to see hard work pay off, and and um, you know we're just I'm still doubling down on everything that got me here, and, and and we're almost at the peak, man. And I'm working hard to get it.
0: So what do you think happens? You uh, let's say all goes well for you on Saturday. What what are you fighting for here? Because I still feel like you kind of get brownie points for the performance in in June. You've got Year out there, but his fight ended somewhat unceremoniously. And you have Emmett, who you know was the guy that you fought in June. Is it possible that you can slide it? What do you think? What, what, what do we? What do we feel happens here?
9: I would love to spend that brownie points on a down payment. Yeah, uh, with I'm, the sorry. Club. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, but you know, it's different, man. It's two different attitudes. O'Malley was like, "Y'all yeah, got to see what happens," and then Emmett's like, "I want a title fight." You know, it was like, man, where did you really, you know, you feel like that? <laughs> it, it's different, but. um, yeah, after this, man, I'm literally, I got listen, every time it doesn't change, man, the only thing that changes the opponents. I'm always just chasing the other side, the life on the other side of a win, man. It's like chasing that win side money, chasing bigger opportunities. Shout out to Arnold Allen. You gotta have a strong B side in order to have these big moments, you know, th- these main events. You don't get them by fighting Scrubs. And so I'm grateful to have these these quality opponents, these, these big opportunities. And um, I'm at the point now where I'm just trying to change my life, man. You know, I'm just, just trying to, trying to get everything i've been trying to get for the last 15 years it's all in front of me and i'm just trying to capitalize on these opportunities and and these these moments in time in front of me man and uh, i have another big one come saturday night
0: yeah so it's one thing to kind of get quote unquote robbed when you're three and oh but when you're this close that's probably why it stings so much right because every single one of these is so damn important at this point like you are literally on the doorstep right
9: Yep, yep. and then you already know man it's like you're catching an L there and now all of a sudden you're going through the consolation round, Yeah. You know, it's almost easier to just win all a fast track, right? Right to the title, like these other guys, man. But I've always, I've come up that way, man. And, and honestly, I don't want no fucking fast track. I want to earn it when I get it. I want that Charles Oliveira shit. People proud and happy me when I get it. Like, man, this kid got it through the muddy. He earned that. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's more my story. And I, I'm cool with it. Cause uh, I only want it unless I feel like I've earned it myself. So uh, we're working hard every day to make that a reality.
0: If Volkanovski fights for the 55 title in February, what do you think they should do with the 45 division? Are you in favor of an interim belt or do you think that they should just wait?
9: Uh, I mean, depends on where uh, these guys like sitting around waiting for it. So, I mean, might as well give them something to be busy with, I guess, you know, shout out to the champ, man. I, I respect what he's doing. There's no hate on this side, man. That's how a champion's got want to act. Want to compete, you know, out there testing themselves. Wanting to be great, um, seeing how far he could push it. I'm rooting for him in that fight against Islam, and uh, he's got his hands full, man. Obviously, that guy's a beast, but I just respect the mindset and uh, the willingness to go out and, and and you know do what you can to be great, man. I, I love to see it, and um, I'm just trying to jock for, uh, you know, climb that ladder one step closer to take on him or whoever's next in line for these title fights and, and, and get my name in that discussion.
0: He's a special guy, right? I mean, pound for pound best right now, 45 champ, and he's weighing in as a backup fighter. That doesn't happen.
9: Uh, that's that mindset, man. That's yeah. that mentality. It's a championship mentality. I respect it. I love it. And um, it'd be an honor to compete against him one day. But in the meantime, on the back end, it's it's a lot of fun to watch him go out and, and dare to be great.
0: Uh, do you think he has a shot against Islam? Do you like his chances?
9: Pound for pound, fucking number one in the world, man. You got you a fighting chance against anybody, you know? Um. Yeah, hell yeah, he's got a chance against everybody, man. I, I'm rooting for the 45 pounder. You know, that's that's my weight class. I, I, I'm not hating. I, I respect it, man. I'm rooting for him, and uh, yeah, I hope he gets the job done.
0: If you do something decisive, if you have a decisive win on Saturday, and Yair's fight went the way which it did against Ortega, and and Emmett's fight obviously was was against you, I feel like you might give them something to think about here. I feel like you might put them in a really tough spot. Do you feel like you could? Enter that conversation, that interim title conversation or number one contender conversation, whatever they're going to call that next fight.
9: I hope so, man, because that's what a weird situation. Right. And it's not even year's fault either. Right. You know, it's just like what a weird uh, situation that is. All I could do is, is that do my best, go out, get a finish, uh, just just decisive performance and just show why I belong in that discussion. And you never know, man. Like you said, stranger shit has happened. Uh, maybe those two square off fight, maybe an injury happens, and now there's someone that needs to fill in for the interim yep, title. Yep, yep, like yep. you said, weird shit's happen, and uh, and just being ready always pays off. So you could better believe that after this fight, I'm just doing what I always do, staying in the gym, doubling down on what got me here, and being ready for uh, some wacky shit to play out.
0: <laughs> What's the key to beating Arnold, someone who's looked amazing in the UFC undefeated? In your opinion, is is there something that needs to be done?
9: Just go out and be the best Calvin Cater, you know, show up and perform like I know I can to the best of my abilities on fight night. I feel like if I could do that, then it's enough for anybody in the division. I just, you know, the, the pressure is always on yourself to just go out and perform like you know you can. And, uh, and that's it.
0: Well, I love this main event, man. Again, uh, I say it out of total respect and admiration. I just wanted to see it in a big arena because you guys deserve that. You have earned that, but it doesn't take anything away from the fight. It's going to be amazing. Big stakes. You're two of the very best and two of my personal favorites, so I wish you the best. Good luck on Saturday. Appreciate you doing this. Can't wait for the fight.
9: Thanks, Ari. Always a pleasure talking to you, buddy.
0: All right. Talk to you soon. There he is, Calvin Cater. Massive spot for him on Saturday against Arnold Allen. What a big fight. I mean, it's one of the best fight night main events, truly, of the year. Uh, two evenly matched guys, two of the... Top guys at 45, interesting division going through some changes here with Volkanovsky seemingly moving up to 55. For now, he'll be back. What are they going to do with Yair? What are they going to do with Emmett? What are they going to do with Max Holloway? What are they going to do with uh, (sighs) Korean Zombie? They're all in the mix. Really interesting stuff there, and I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays out. Saturday is going to be a fun day. Saturday is going to be a great day. By the way, I just got a, <laughs> I just got a text from uh, Chael. Oh yeah, Chael Sonnen. Uh, it was a screen grab <laughs> of the video that I posted, courtesy of my my guy Spencer, about us talking about number one contender fights being five rounds. Did you guys happen to see that clip? Yeah. So uh-huh. he's asking me, who's the guy on top? That's all he's asking. Who's on it's, top? Meaning is that Rick? He, yeah, it's Rick. Nice. Which is weird because he sent me a screen grab and you're there dressed as Sean O'Malley, yet he's curious about Rick. <laughs> Maybe he remembers him from ESPN. I don't know, but just an, an interesting. Uh, how about Calvin Cater keeping up with all my hot takes, huh? Referencing yeah. a couple of them.
4: Uh, the Emmett interview, too.
0: Oh, yeah. The Emmett. Yeah, that's right.
4: Three. Love the shades. I'm surprised you didn't mention the shades. Shades look good.
0: Are they? Are they big time? I'm not a big shades guy. Not that I don't like them or appreciate them, but I don't wear, I've never owned. Maybe I've had when I was a kid, but like I'm not a big shades guy.
4: You've never owned a pair of sunglasses?
0: I might have had like one lying around that I'll pop on, but uh. This is. It's a weird thing. I've actually always prided myself on not wearing shades. What's
4: the pride? Cataracts when you're older? Maybe. I don't
0: know. I I always felt like I was like a too cool for school thing. You know, I was very sort of awkward about that because.
4: I feel like wearing sunglasses is too cool for school.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's why I didn't wear them.
4: Oh, okay, okay. You ever thought about getting transitions? Oh, the ones
0: that change when you go outside? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, those are the worst. I mean, then there's that awkward moment when you come back inside and they're still (laughs) shaded and it's like, what are we doing here? You know, what have we uh, done here? This is,
4: I mean, this is a shocking revelation, man. What's a shocking revelation? That you just, saw You have owned one pair of sunglasses? I think I own, like, six pairs of sunglasses six alone of right th- now.
0: What are you, some kind of serial killer? Why do you need so many? Right now I you mean, have six different pairs?
4: Different styles, different colors, match different outfits. Wow.
0: No, I was always very self-conscious about the, the shades. and Maybe in retrospect, that was a mistake on my part, but I've always kind of prided myself, even when I'm driving, and the sun is just like God. Yeah, what is in your my eye face. Doctor I'm like, well, look at my situation now. <laughs> can't see anything. I'm wearing glasses. You're putting the tweets up there. I can't see them. during the Arnold Allen thing. I'm it's like, tough.
4: I know. I could tell. That's what I was trying to say. Thank you. I appreciate you. you giving me the uh,
0: the play by play there. I'm like, what is happening? I can't see anything. Also, I've got a situation where my left eye is blind, close, good, far. Right eye. Blind, far, good, close. How
3: does that even happen?
0: It's like one in a million, they say.
3: some weird wiring.
0: Yeah. It's a weird thing. So if I go like this, if I close oh, gosh. this eye and take off my glasses, I can't see a thing. I it's I cannot like see. incredibly
4: blurry or you're
0: it's just like, literally blind? No, black. it's all black, but it's just okay. everything is blurry.
3: Does it bother you at all? Like,
0: like even the Helwani on that jersey will be blurry. Does that bother me? I mean, I'm kind of yeah, used to it at this point. No glasses
4: on. How scale of one to ten? How useless are you?
3: Like, could you drive without? I could glasses? drive.
4: I could drive. Yeah,
0: I could drive. I'm oh, not, that's not
3: as bad as I was expecting.
0: No, no, I could drive. Um, but now I've gotten really used to to wearing them as much as possible. I will say, you know, Larry David once said, "There's only, you know, there's only, um, <laughs> there's only two kinds of people who wear sunglasses indoors, right?" Who is that? Blind people and assholes, oh, right. and I'm neither.
4: You don't have to wear them inside. the The intent of them is to wear them outside. And then what? You go inside. Where do you put them? Around you don't have your the transitionary transition lenses. Yeah, carrying and case. And
0: how much were those glasses?
4: Oh, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell. I you couldn't just like brand. the shape. I like the shape. I like the red too. The red's a nice. It was red. Yeah the the lens looked red to me. Oh, I had no idea.
0: That's the other thing. Bit colorblind.
4: Ah yeah, I always forget that about you. That
0: all kinds of issues. Lie. Yeah, all kinds of issues. Listen, I'm not trying to show throw any kind of shade on on sunglasses, it's just I always felt uncomfortable wearing them. He did look good, and that's a good fight, and I'm looking forward to it. Now, in a moment, we have to make our picks for this weekend, so stay tuned for that. A lot of anticipation, a lot of pressure, a lot of nerves, anxiety. I'm 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 feeling good. But we need to get back on track, right? I think we could all agree on that. First, though, a quick word. And let's get into our picks right now. No time to waste. A lot of pressure. A lot of anxiety. Rick, how do you feel about Chael and texting me about who you are? Or did you miss that part?
2: I missed this. Oh, Catch
0: me up. So I posted a clip. Uh, this morning or earlier today, of us talking about the uh, number one contender five mm-hmm. round fights, you're in it. Shout out to Spencer. And so uh, Chael, no, it's Spencer. sent me a screen grab of you and GC, like in the, from the clip. And he asks me who's the guy on top. So he's referring to you, but didn't ask me why. Tell him,
2: yeah, tell him the best in the business. Do you I mean, know what Chael? What Is it possible he that he
0: saw you and he's like, oh, I remember that guy.
2: I don't. Re- I've never really like crossed paths with chale a lot never yeah. really worked with him even at espn he, no because a lot of that like obviously i worked closely with you dc but a lot of that show was kind of um production side so i really i really have never really crossed paths with Chale that much all at right. all a, an occasional high here or there but but definitely not somebody who would be familiar with me like we're not we're not uh on that level
0: well i'm wondering what he's referring but maybe to maybe we
2: can be let him know i'm a big fan of the
4: bad guy
0: What's so funny, GC? Why are you laughing over there? I'm just having
4: a hard time
2: getting up the the
4: randomizer. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah I got it though. It stalled on you? Uh, no, I was just I was just trying to find the where the web address is. I do have
0: a confession to make. For the first time, maybe the second time since we've done this, I actually did a bit of research going in. Like I, I feel confident in my picks. What? I don't know if that's necessarily something you want to reveal. I'm just that I'm, this is only listen, the second time you you've even thought things. about it. <laughs> listen, <laughs> oh, in the God. spirit of Calvin Cater transparency, I'm trying to be transparent here. Okay, he uh, he the inspired who's me. The
3: guy wearing sunglasses but, talks about how. But wow,
0: say that to his face, Frank. Oh. Geez, oh, yeah, what what that? Wow. By the? Way, By the way, Frank, call up Calvin right now. Jeez. Shout,
2: shout out to Jose, who's who's working on this right now. I actually, just finished it. But how about the how about the quote from Cater? I don't want no effing fast track. To the title, I want to earn it. When I get it, I want that Charles Oliveira S H I T. People proud of me, uh proud and happy of me when I get it, saying, Man, this kid got it through the mud here and that. That's old school stuff right there. That's legit. So I would I say Calvin Cater
0: is very old school. I mean he's yeah, a sure. he's a promoter. Remember when he came yeah. up as a as a as a UFC fighter and the whole thing was like, Oh, he's the part time promoter as well. And now everyone has a promotion. It's true. It is true. Well, I'm looking forward to that fight. I'm looking forward to these picks. Let's not. I'm actually kind of
4: nervous about this because I feel like we're up against. Uh, I don't know, man. Nerves is sort of falling off. We've lost five straight. Wow, at what? At this point, we're just we're just hoping for the You've best. You've lost hope. I oh. mean, we're gonna hit one eventually. I just don't know <laughs> yeah. when. Okay. Well,
2: I, love I love no, this. I love this. Hawani you... research for the second time. GC's. Eh, we'll hit
3: one eventually. I mean, we're just we're in good shape. I mean, we're killing right
2: it. Now. We're killing it. All right,
0: hit you us.
3: Said you. Guaranteed the last week. I mean, does it mean that you're going to pay us all out if we don't win? Or. Oh Frank's Frank's trying to collect on the uh, guy who the
2: actually
0: lost yeah, it, yeah, for just cost it, it, was it for us. Get out of here, I, man!
4: The I audacity! I feel like you, I mean you were the one that let us down. You just I tried to guide that.
0: you towards one and a half. You went two and a half. Yeah, wow! You he should be lucky that didn't the guy. So you didn't kick you out of the club. There's thing. no guarantee. No, okay. no, I guarantee it. But what does the guarantee mean? It means
4: nothing. All right, let's
3: randomize this. Let's see All right, here we go.
0: Uh Oh. There and we go. it is. Really struggling with the rain. No music. There was a lot of music on Saturday.
4: <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, wow. I'll I'll take this. Connor, Ariel, Frank, Rick. Rick, you will be bringing up the caboose this week. Uh, I'm ready. No problem. I'm ready to go. Let's hit it. Hmm, Frank, Frank. Going, going for the phone rather than the music.
0: Yeah, Who's
4: texting you right now? All right. All right. I guess no response there. Uh, I'll just go ahead with my pick. It's the main event of the UFC card. Uh, wow. I'm going to go with the total. I'm not oh. going to go with the side here. I'm going to go with over one and a half. Calvin Gator, Arnold Allen, minus four seventy five. Mm. Two tough guys. Think this one goes long. Think it goes real long. But for the sake of the parlay, you know, as we learned last week, we'll go with the over one and a half.
0: Okay. I like it. Wow. Going straight for one of the. Mm. Closest fights of the day, and there's a ton, again ton to choose from. You can go boxing, uh, Lomachenko. You can go Katie Taylor fight. You can go Paul Silva card. Uh, of course, you can go Bellator in Milan, and you can go UFC Apex. You know, uh, I guess I'm up here. Of course, I'm staring at this uh, Le'Veon Bell Uriah Hall fight. Of course, also staring oh. at Doctor Mike um i can't touch that card of course as a as i work on it it would be a huge yeah, conflict of interest you're
2: calling every fight come on.
0: um i'm also i do not i don't get music or what is it wow well, okay um i was just like wait i was uh katie taylor minus three thousand guys minus three thousand <laughs> minus three thousand uh, but I, I, mean, I am you can look- always look at her
2: opponent. Well, I could, um, less than Are
0: 11. you kidding me? I would never do such a thing. What about fight goes to a decision minus 270? That's tasty. By the way, did you notice that Katie mentioned that she was an underdog? That was that was as close to an h reference as we're ever going to get yeah, from Katie. Yeah, 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 I thought she was giving me the, uh, the old hat tip for going out on a limb, even though it wasn't out on a limb. Um, tough. I don't love going with decisions. I don't love with the... It's like it just... It, because it, uh, the problem is, she could win in the first round, and then I'd be upset, and uh, that wouldn't be a good feeling. Looking around the UFC, obviously, I see uh, I see our old friend Chase Hooper, interesting one. You know, there's the Dirty Bird, H. Dow, Dustin Jacoby, of just course, say- friend of the program. I'll-
2: I'm so glad you did the research because this part... No, I'm know, building up to it. A yeah, I like to ultimately,
0: sure. I am going with this pick. I'm going with someone we heard from not that long ago on the program. I'm going with Fabian Edwards over mm, Charlie Ward. Now, as of right this I moment, like according to GC... Line isn't up, but we're expecting he'll come in under a thousand, right? Oh, it'll, he'll
4: come in well under a yeah. thousand. It's just sure. not up on DraftKings. M- multiple books have it up. DraftKings will have it up at some point this week. We are doing this on Tuesday rather than our normal mm-hmm. Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll shoo him in right now as a uh, minus 500. Hopefully, we can get, you know, maybe yeah. a minus 450. But right. Fabian Edwards, that's fair play, even though it's not up on DraftKings Sportsbook just yet. I like the use of fair play, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Alright, well, who's next? That leads us to Frank.
3: So I don't care if Katie Taylor's minus six thousand. Because I'm gonna do Katie and Elizabeth. Under eight point five.
0: Under Over eight point uh, five. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. Which I would have been okay with, by the
4: way.
3: You think under eight and a half? No, it's not even an option. <laughs> that's why I grabbed one. Nah. That's
4: over eight and a half minus four twenty five, I like that. Katie Taylor, six knockouts. Yep. Her opponent has two and nineteen fights, two minute rounds.
2: Yeah, can't beat that. The over is definitely the side there. You're
4: thinking, sure. you thinking an early TKO, huh, Ariel?
0: Um, look, I, I, I think I would like it. I would like it. I would. I, I, think it's, it's there for the taking. Um, I mean, how
4: about a the knock a on her has 90. been
0: that maybe she hasn't gotten up for these lesser fights, but I think there's a chip on her shoulder with some big fights on the horizon. So obviously, I think she's going to win.
4: The question is what? Yeah, let's do a 190, one. 190. uh, you know, clean sweep. Yeah, let's go. I All right, that, that gets us to minus 127 with Rick's pick to go.
0: That's assuming that That's, uh, Fabian is a minus 500. Is, is that what we're yeah. going with? Okay.
2: Can I, can I ask, can I make a, a perspective pick as well? Because there's something I really like with the line? If it's Bellator,
4: the then yes, because it's, we will get the Bellator lines on DraftKings. It's a UFC line. Oh, okay.
2: The only, fights, the only fights currently that fight to go or not go the distance right now are Tim Means versus Max Griffin and Colin Cater versus yes. Arnold Allen. Okay. But there's one I like that I don't think is going the distance.
4: Tell me what it is.
2: And that's Dustin Jacoby versus Khalil oh, Routre. you he love Jacoby. Does
0: wow. not
4: go the distance. Oh, you're saying that, does uh, not go the distance.
2: Does not go the distance. I like that one.
4: Uh, all right. All all right. right.
2: That... I'm not seeing a line on DraftKings yet. I'm hoping... It will be out. Soon. No how, doubt. How do we feel about that? Because currently right. it's looking like the book set it at minus one ninety. So I can't imagine that range. it's gonna be yeah. In the in the minus one thousand. Yeah, this, this so, Tuesday
4: is a little bit sticky, huh? Screwed yeah. everything up.
2: I mean I can, here, here's here's I'll I'll offer another pick if we want, but that, that's what I really like. That's what I want. I you that uh,
4: would, yeah, that would get us to like plus one sixty
2: eight. Cool. And uh, that's what I'm that's what I'm going with.
4: All right, lock it in then.
2: I th- yeah, I think I think that one's going to have fireworks written all over it.
4: I mean, Khalil Roundtree is a, a violent man. So that would give us Taylor, Karen Elizabeth over 8.5, Cater Allen over 1.5, Dimitri, nope, not Dimitri Biffle, that was my filler, uh, Fabian Edwards <laughs> minus 500, and then Jacoby Roundtree does not go to a decision, plus 168. Plus 168, that's not bad. No boost, though. Not nah, no boost this week.
0: All right, I feel if, good about uh, this. If anything
2: changes, I'll, I'll make a new pick. If for some reason that line's taking too long to get out, we can I'll sub something in for there. The I don't people think it'll take there. too long. DraftKings is usually on their stuff, the Tuesday. But... The Tuesday, man, it's I'm messing sorry. everything up. Yeah, I'm
4: sorry. I'm sorry. It's what it is. You know. A- it's also an apex night. So it's an apex night. They don't. Night. They don't get the lines out as fast. Really? Should have thought. Oh, for sure. Oh, okay. give aerial more ammunition. Yeah, like a pay-per-view, they, they get them out quickly. Uh, what Should've about this tweet that I there. see here from
0: John Jones about December 10th? Yeah,
4: I'm seeing that too. I mean, uh, who said that, that? about
0: A and December 10th? Oh, yeah, I forget. I'm preparing to fight A December 10th in Las Vegas. Not really sure what's going on between Stipe and the UFC, but I'm ready to compete. I'm going to control what I can and stay in shape. I mean, last I heard, not a lot going on there. I don't know what's happening which is frustrating as i sit here and say like oh they make the fights happen i feel like we've been hearing this from john for a while now and yet he's not fighting so deserve a little praise but not full praise
2: i think that's fair but for the most part the UFC yes for the most part happen. some praise not full praise and this and this is one side holding it up as opposed to
0: who's holding it up
2: a- agree well john jones says he's ready to go right yeah but what are they offering stepe
0: Something tells me, not John Jones like money, or I'm fighting John Fair Jones enough. money. Um, all right, so them's the picks. Good stuff. What about the uh, the official GC picks?
4: Yeah, let's do. It. Let's let's run through them. All right. Not not a ton this week. I actually, you know, speaking of lines that aren't even out, there is not one on this. Uh, you think just because we lost one flyweight under, we're going to stop this train? Absolutely not. Cody Durgan, Durden uh, getting the LFA. Flyweight champion uh, in Carlos Mota in this one. Uh, stepping in on short notice. Three of his last four wins are by first-round knockout. Third and seven of his last ten fights have ended in the first round. Plus, I mean, they're just flyweights. They, they hate going to decisions. So depending on the line, I mean, I think I'm going to take it no matter what, but I think we can get this at plus money uh, and hopefully cash a ticket on that. But we're waiting for the lines to come up before we bet that one. Uh, next up, we have got... Chase Hooper money line. I took this guy a, uh, a few weeks ago. I, I tried to prep knowing that we had the Tuesday show uh, to get some bets in early. Um, I th- I think Hooper looked fantastic in his last fight uh, against Felipe Corrales. Uh, Steve Garcia, he's a tough dude, but, I mean, some of these wins that he's having in the UFC aren't really UFC guys. Charlie Ontiveros, Desmond Torres, you know, none of them ever got a UFC win. Uh, and I just think Chase Hooper is just going to continue to improve. I think he's far more dangerous on the ground. Um And, I mean, I think he can hold his own in the standing, and I think he comes out of here with a win. I like that one. Next up, Joseph Holmes, Junyong Park, uh, under two and a half, the Iron Turtle. Uh, So, Holmes, he's going to have 6 inches of height, 7 inches of reach in this one. Tough to to get through for Park, but I think he'll still be able to do it. Uh, For Holmes, 8 of his last 9 have not gone to the third round. Park, he's much more of a decision-maker in the UFC, but just going back and watching that fight against Gregory Rodriguez, who – Albeit he does make a lot of his fights brawls. They got into a brawl, and it looked like he had Rodriguez dead to rights. Like, he can finish people. He just has not done it yet in the UFC. Um, And I really see the chances of this turning into a brawl uh, possible. And if it doesn't, if it goes to the ground, I I think Holmes is dangerous on the ground as well. Um, So at the price, at plus 160, which I was surprised to see it at, uh, I put a half unit on it. And uh, I could definitely see this one not going the full 15, but also I need under the 12 and a half minutes. That's not Holly Holmes, right? No, that's what Katie called her. Holly Holmes, <laughs> I was about to say, there's there's pictures right there. I mean, uh, yeah, no, I'm kidding. Uh, Justin Dacoby, shout out to New York yeah. Rick if he's you uh, if oh, he's yeah. Still on the line. I still mean, on the line. what a resurgence this man has had in his second uh UFC stent, 7 and 1. Uh, you know, it was it was a it was a rightful 10-8 in the first round, but he is one judge giving him a 10-8 against him in the first round from being 8 uh in his return. Cleo Roundtree, very violent man. I mean, if you watch that Carl Roberson fight, this dude, if you watch any of his fights, honestly, this dude comes into bang. Uh, but the thing is, he's also very inconsistent, and fighting a guy like Dustin Jacoby, the striking acumen that he has the experience that he's had in kickboxing uh i think he is going to be outclassed here on the feet and i really do think this is going to be a a matchup that is going to stay strictly on the feet uh and what rick said with his pick for the parlay pals i, I think someone's going to get put out and i think it's going to be uh dustin jacoby doing the putting out of khalil roundtree I and mean, we saw him at ufc long island uh big knockout of don jung uh, and I think he keeps it rolling, man. Very impressive what he's done with this uh, second stint in the UFC.
0: Yes, I agree with that. Uh,
4: next up, another line that I was surprised when it dropped yesterday, Cortez DaCosta, Vandera, under 2.5. Um, I mean, Cortez da Costa 7-0. Oh, Dana White contender, series alum. He's got pro boxing experience. Last three wins are by knockout. Jared Vandera, rough go of it. I mean, rough go of it. He's lost five of his last six, four of those coming by finish. The only dude that didn't finish him was Andre Arlovsky, who – we know he goes to a lot of decisions. I mean, this is this is this this has got to be Jerry Vandera's last chance, and I think that's going to compromise him. And if he doesn't get knocked out, I mean, I think he probably gets TKO ground and pound, or he finds a finish himself. I, I think heavyweights at this price in a fight that I think is going to get really chaotic with Jerry Vandera trying to stay in the UFC, uh, I think someone is going to get finished here. All right. Last but not least, the main event. I got a great line on it. I mean, you, you know how we go around here. Arnold Allen money line. No, nothing against Calvin Cater. I'm a big Arnold Allen fan. It's uh, Unless he's going up against Volk, I, I'm betting on Arnold Allen. Um, I, I was surprised that he opened his, this big of a dog. The same thing happened when he fought Dan Hooker uh, at UFC London. This is a biased pick. I don't really recommend standing and striking for 25 minutes with Calvin Cater. I mean, he's fantastic on the feet, maybe mixing the wrestling and the clinches, but... I'm just riding with Arna- Arnold down. That's that's what it is, uh, and another biased pick. That is the flip of getting a good line. I got a horrible line on it. Anderson Silva money line. No, I'm riding with go. the. Uh, I'm riding with the MMA community. He's like a plus one fifty now. Uh, really missed this bad boy uh, on this one, but uh, you know, one of the slickest strikers uh, the UFC has ever seen. I mean the the way that he has. You can't has, you can't ex-nay the pick right. No, 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 not on the book that I took it on. And even if I could, it would be at much less money. Uh, I might – maybe I'll put more on it if Silva just continues to grow as a dog. I don't love getting too overexposed on these. As you can see, it was only to win a half unit. But, like, just because they are kind of – they can get kind of dicey. But, I mean, I had to get involved. I had to ride with the the MMA community. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, he's one of the best strikers the UFC has ever seen. He's very defensively sound. It's not like Jake Paul's is the, the most accurate puncher in the world. I, I know he does have power, but I mean, I think he was landing 25% of his shots before that knockout on Tyrone Woodley. Uh, so yeah, there's, I really see a world where Anderson Silva could just kind of dance around, you know, land his shots and, and outpoint him to a decision one. Uh, New York Rick was doing the thumbs down routine when you did that, so. What no, you, the opposite. That was the opposite of that. What do you no, mean? He, no, I think he's I think he's high on Silva. I'm I'm all over Silva. You were the I thought
2: you were doing this. No, no. no. Nah, I'm saying. Oh,
4: let's go. sorry, you're going like one. that. All right, that I, thought, I thought,
0: that looked to me like this. You hey, should get in now.
4: You should get in. Yeah. now. The Jake Paul, I'm honestly shocked. Jake Paul is like a minus 185 now.
2: Uh,
4: start start doubling
2: that money up. Go, go deeper and deeper into the Anderson Silverback.
4: <laughs> I, I might put some more on him, honestly. Maybe I'll go another half unit on him uh, if he gets up to, like, plus 175. Uh, last one, a little parlay, just one for the week. Aforementioned mentioned Fabian Edwards. Oh. Cater Allen over one and a half. And then I took the fight goes the distance in the Katie Taylor fight. Wow. Minus 102. I like that one. That's I like probably, it, too. That's probably my favorite one. A little A little cross. Yeah. Promotional parlay. Not a ton of action down. I think I had like 25 units down going into USC 280. I think I have like eight going into this week. Much lighter. Much lighter. Being responsible, but did have to get some action down. So, uh, yeah, those are my picks. Uh, we'll see if they work out. Nothing uh, on Dr. Mike. I still can't get a line. If I get mm. a line, I'll bet Dr. Mike. <laughs> I'll put I'm, some by the way, for you I'm not too.
0: saying you have to bet on him. I'm just wondering if there's any action on the fight.
4: Yeah, no, nothing yet. You okay. would think that we're going to get a line for it. But yeah. I mean, if they've got Le'Veon Bell, they do have Le'Veon Bell right now. You can still get Le'Veon for plus four hundred, Rick, if you want him. Rick,
2: I'm going to wait for it to grow even bigger. Rick, <laughs> Jake, Jake. No, you you didn't hear me. I know. I said I know. I'm going I'm to wait. Know. It's going to go up. What is that? I was just doing the
0: uh, the Dana Jake. Yeah, the Jake. D- yeah, that's where this all started. <laughs>
4: yeah. Wow, it was a good clip.
0: Yeah, that was a good clip.
4: Lomachenko, any uh, any feelings on that one?
0: He's a massive favorite, right?
4: I mean, massive favorite, but, like,
0: distance, um, KO to get him. I kind of feel... Oh, there's a lot of props for this, Katie Taylor, for the list. is. Uh, I kind of feel like... Let me see here. I You know what I like? Under 10.5. Mmm. Tasty. Dog. H-Tel. Uh, one
4: 105.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
4: Let's start this again. Katie Taylor round one plus 6,500. Oh I my god! Two-minute rounds, so tough. I, that's not going to happen.
0: Yeah. Do love it. I am excited about it. Any update on the Ipswich match?
4: Uh, we can certainly get one. I, I mean, feel like I, I – I mean, what
0: are the chances that I would book Arnold to be on the show? Ooh. What? A firecracker. They're
4: up 3-2 over Port Vale right now. Wow. Okay. Yeah, they're up? fighting to move up to championship. Yeah. ESPN Plus? Mm, i don't know what they're on paramount plus (laughs) all right great logo great nicknames
0: yeah he was making when we were doing our whole thing he was sending me messages and he was sending me uh photoshops with my face on people wearing the jersey and everything like that he was making the strong arnold allen (laughs) yes oh oh,
4: when you were a free agent yeah when i was a free agent he was making the strong push the blues the tractor boys Mm -hmm. those are their two nicknames
0: yeah, I like how he mentioned the Maple Leafs losing to the Golden Knights. And he's like, "Oh, that's on your team, right?"
4: Um, this is like his hometown team,
0: Ipswich. Yeah,
4: I love it. I mean, yeah. I'm all in on. on all have you guys watched Welcome to Wrexham? No, is it good? I've No, I've been very but I want. To... I don't have Hulu. I want to watch it. Oh, I have Hulu. I need to start. You know what that is? is that
2: the is that the Rob McElhenney and Ryan yeah. Reynolds thing? Yeah, yeah. You've you've uh, seen it? No.
0: Oh, I have not. I heard it's great. What a smart play right buy a team for two million turn it into a content thing make a show off of it make all this money off
4: of it i'm almost very positive the team is like very successful now now
0: they are yeah I Reynolds is is
4: playing right now i think they the 75th marketable. minute
0: rexham is playing yeah who's winning it's one one pride of wales
4: unless i'm wrong
0: go there then you go uh watch leon defend his belt Gentlemen, it has been fun, but alas, we have to go. Thank you very much. It's been fun to do a uh, Tuesday show, and I am looking forward to getting on the road here with the family first time. Never been that guy, but I think it'll be fun. Sure, there's a part of me that's like, you know, how's this all going to work? Oh, what happened there? That was Uh, Rick. Okay. Uh, But uh, I think it will be fun. And uh, I hope you all enjoy, and I hope you have enjoyed the back-to-back shows. Should we make this the new thing? Should it be a Monday-Tuesday offering, or do you like the the break in between, Frank?
3: The break in between is nice. Yeah, it's
0: good. Things happen. Things. It's also harder. You got a book, like almost you know, it's a lot of booking. But I'm happy we got it done. You know, it's weird. The last time we had Katie Taylor on was the last time I went to go work a Jake Paul fight. It was the Wednesday before I flew to Tampa to go do the second Tyron Woodley fight. What are the chances that it would happen all over again? Same exact scenario, this time on Tuesday. Weird. Weird, my friends. Anyway, we're out of time. Imagine if you're someone who didn't know about this and you're like, oh, I'm going to tune into Monday's MMA Hour on a Tuesday afternoon all of a sudden you've got two episodes waiting for you. Aren't you lucky? It's the way we like to do it. Don't worry, next week we're back to our Same old Monday-Wednesday routine. Halloween next Monday. So we'll see what GC has in store for all of us. You know he likes to get into the spirit. Frank, if you want to dress up, go ahead. No issues with that. I appreciate that. Same goes for the entire team, but I would really love to see Frank dress up. I think it would be a good look.
3: Are you going to be dressing up?
0: Probably not. I don't think it's appropriate. We'll see what happens.
3: Maybe you should do the whole show without your glasses.
0: Oh, that'd be tough. I did the first show back. Uh, last August. No glasses. Without right. the glasses because the, the lights blared. were in my face. It was a whole mess of a situation, but we figured that out. Thank you very much to Joe for that. Uh, and thank you very much to all our guests on today's program. The great, the great T- Katie Taylor. The great Katie Taylor. Incredible. Thank you very much to Arnold Allen. Thank you very much to Calvin Cater. Thank you very much to Fabian Edwards. Thanks to all of you for all the questions. Thanks to Moderator Lewis. Thanks to the crew. Back on Monday. Same time and place until they say peace. I'm out of here. Uh, I do want to let you know that today's program is brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. UFC 300 is here. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, is giving new customers a shot to turn five buckarinos into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any UFC 300 bet. So uh, there's a lot of close fights. Jamal Hill, Alex Pereira, is a close one. Um one that is of interest to me, Kayla Harrison, Holly Holm going the distance. Um, obviously, Zhang Wei Li is a big favorite. The biggest favorite on the card is actually Bo Nickel against Cody Brundage. That may not be a surprise to you. Uh, so there's a lot of interesting things on this card. And the place to be for it all is DraftKings Sportsbook. So go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code Hour. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DMAR. The crown is yours. Gambling problem call 100 Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.100gambler.net. In New York, call 877 8 hope and or text hope Wire. that's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resorts in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash mma.com, yes. Uh, for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.